unidentifiable flying object. UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Findings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be anything. A UFO. and gentlemen welcome to another episode of ufo no the show that separates science fact from science fiction the best that we can your break from the propaganda the bad news the treasonous politicians time to get elevated with me dude named ben stoner from the lc valley hell's canyon area and with me for another episode is Mr. C. Hello, hello. What's up, dude? <laughs> it's a Sunday fun day, right? Sunday fun day. It's always fun day on Sundays because it's show day. That's right. So exciting. We've got a great one for you. I mean, look, first of all, we incorporated the facts and fuckery uh, that used to be a separate show. Now it's a segment within the show, my God. <laughs> and then also, uh, on top of that, we got some great news stories we're going to cover. Um, but uh, we're going all over trail cams. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna review some trail cam footage and uh, kind of describe what we're looking at for all those listeners. Um, but. We're also going to get into the idea that maybe some of these are actually government engineered, mm -hmm. uh, taken from the uh, old Phil Schneider. That's right. And his uh, testimony. We're going to talk about some Dolce uh, base stuff, as in mm -hmm. Dolce, New Mexico. Um, and it's going to be really fun, and we're going to get into all that. Uh, but, of course, sharing is caring, so spread us like gossip. Uh, but let's get right into it. So the entities captured by trail cams and other, you know, footage, I guess, specifically the, what, what we're going to highlight today though, is generally trail cams, yeah. is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, there's, there are these seem to be elusive creatures because everybody thinks there's something like a werewolf or a Bigfoot or, you know, whatever. So nobody can capture them. Mm hmm. But either way, it's all playing with the shadows. It's in the it's in the woods. It's in the wilderness. It's at night. It's behind somebody's home in or around somebody's home. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool. But Not that's cool. what makes it creepy. So yeah. so, you know, keep in mind the whole idea of our, our own paranoia and shit like that, you know. Um, but I love the theory that behind all of this is government genetic mutation. Mm hmm. Or even, like you've pointed out, witchcraft. Yes, witchcraft. Conjuring. Yes. Uh, that's a little bit. I, I'm more I'm more in the realm of, because I, you know, we already know that the government uh, genetically fucks with shit. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's it, it, the idea that witchcraft, even though I, I believe that witchcraft is a real thing, I believe, you know, people have practiced it, still do. Um, all we'll that type of stuff. Alistair Crawley and that yes, kind of stuff too. It's so. a little bit. Some Jack Parsons gonna come up, but um, let's first let's start by talking about what these entities could be. All right. So some of them could be cryptids. I mean, I, I'm not gonna go as far as to say it's not cryptids, mm -hmm. but that's kind of part of it is that we go through and we look at well, what it, like 
we kind of did this. What gave us the idea? You had come to me and said, "Hey, we should do a trail cam episode." And I was a little skeptical. I'm like, I don't know, dude. There are a lot of bullshit. <laughs> and so, so you brought a video to me, and we were kind of looking at it. And mm -hmm. in the exploration of looking it up, we actually had a really fun interaction of like trying to break down what it could be. Yeah. And so after we did that, I was like, all right, I'm on board. <laughs> um, so that's what we're doing is we're going to kind of look at different things at what they could be. So again, I'm not saying that there aren't cryptids running around that do get captured on things like trail cams and regular picture, you know, uh, uh, phone cameras, regular, uh, what are people rolling around with Polaroids anymore? Yeah. Um, knows, right? You know, who knows? But anyways, um, the point is we don't know what they are. Sometimes I think we can get pretty close to what we think that they are and maybe aren't, but for the most part. So some of the things they could be like, like for example, okay. Some of the typical things, like if you're over in New Jersey, Jersey devil, mm -hmm. right. Pops up a lot. Um, the Loch Ness monster. Is that Irish or is that Scottish? Scotland, Scotland, yep. Scotland. Well, uh, what is that? Well, the Loch Ness, right? Yeah. And everybody goes out there. I mean, there's people that live by us that believe in Bigfoot. They yeah. go out all the time. They hunt for it. They look for it. They're trying to get their own evidence together that uh, that that points to the the. I mean, who wouldn't want to? Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't want to? I, I would love to find Bigfoot and be the guy who captured it and make a million bucks at least a million dollars. <laughs> a million dollars isn't even that much anymore. Here I'm like one million dollars. No, it's uh, it needs to be a billion. But yes. it's uh, it's Bigfoot. So so we're just gonna monetize the shit out of that. We'll talk about it anyways. But uh, <laughs> but some other things that kind of you know are, that we've talked about before. Bigfoot also is, is Bigfoot and Yeti the same. Uh, yes and no. It's regional, right? It's, yeah, it's more regional. Yes. Bigfoot is more like North America, maybe South America. Yeti yes. is more like around the uh, the Asian peninsula in that continent. Yes. So in that area. It's more of a white, like a snow beast, right? Yes, exactly. Yeti. Like a polar bear, but it's like it's like the beast from uh, the snow monster from Star Wars. In, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I kind of think of like Bigfoot is more like a grizzly bear and a Yeti is more like a polar bear. Yeah, or there you go. There you go. North Pole, South Pole. Mm -hmm. um, so Bigfoot, Yeti, Dogmen. We've talked about that. We did a yeah. whole episode on Dogmen and other cryptids. Uh, chupacabras, which we haven't really gone over in detail a lot. Uh, again, more regional. Mm -hmm. uh, goblins, which that's kind of a, a rare exotic beast. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Actually. Isn't that what in the show Hellier... Isn't that what they were talking about was yeah. like little goblins? They were talking about goblins. I think that was like more of the first season. Was number. it Kentucky goblins? I believe. Well, I mean, I know, I know the show as far, but I mean, as far as the lore, is it, wasn't it like, weren't they goblins they that were, they were talking yeah, about? Yeah, they were talking about goblins in the yeah, show. Yes, yeah. That was the main kind of thing for a while. And it veered. Yeah. For anybody that is interested, we've I, I say this a lot, but that is a great show. I like the first season better than the second. I did too. <laughs> but it is a great, great show. Hellier. I think, uh, where can you find that? I think it was on Prime. Was it I on think. Prime? All yeah, right. Prime or Netflix, one of the two. Yeah. Anyways, great show. Uh, Alan Greenfield. I don't think he's in it, but his writings are. 
Yeah, I think they maybe right? showcase like an image of him yeah, for yeah, a second, but yeah. he's not really. He's elusive. He's yes. elusive. <laughs> Had him on the show twice. He wasn't elusive with us. Nope, not at all. Because he gets a little. Uh, I don't know if he was drinky drink on the last episode, but the first one I had him on. He was shmammered. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was great, man. You guys couldn't see it because it was audio only because we had trouble with the video. I was still a newbie with the video shit, but um, it, it was uh, it was great. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> anyways, Alan Greenfield been on the show twice. Love him. Uh, so anyway, so a lot of these, you know, take in mind uh, some of these. They'd also some people say that there's flying beasts. <laughs> uh, we're also going to one of these the is Mothman. about the Mothman. Yeah. Uh, the tentacles from waters, which there's an image or, or a little video that pops up that shows what looks like a tentacle wrapping up a deer. Hmm. And uh, it's graphic, but I don't think it's a tentacle. I think it's a boa constrictor. Oh, huh. or like a uh, those giant earthworms in South America. Did you hear about those? I mean, if it's a giant earthworm... <laughs> Choking out a deer, that's terrifying. It is. They used terrifying. to cows, apparently. Jesus. Dude, it's like tremors. Yeah, exactly. Jesus, that's crazy. So anyways, all, almost all of these, take in mind, are at night. Mm -hmm. Dim light, places to hide. So on top of that, with infrared imagery, all of that stuff, it really plays with lighting. So it can really distort things. Again, I'm not saying that these things don't exist. I'm not saying that it's not these things. I'm just saying it could be a lot of things, but let's kind of go over it some more. So um, some of these there, in fact, uh, there was, uh, I don't know if we showcase any today, but uh, in, in this episode, but there's some that have otherworldly auras. Oh yeah. What does that mean? So I think there was one that we showcased that's like a reflection on the water. Oh, that's right. So that's like kind of maybe like. Well, the let's uh, let's look at it, shall we? Shall yeah. we? Let's look at it. Let me see if I can. Uh, pardon me while I get my poop in a group here. Quit it. <laughs> um, we also forgot to mention those that have like humanoid figures too. Yes. Yes. Let me see. It was the. Oh, dancing on the water. Yep. Dancing on the water. Dancing on the water. Here it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. Let me switch you guys over here. Hey. All right. So here we go. Dancing on the water. Little YouTube short. It's got that music. Of course. <laughs> they always got to put a creepy music yeah. to it. Always. <laughs> so that was it. All right. So what they're showing is on the left-hand side of this YouTube short, all the links will be in the show notes, um, is a, like, what almost looks like it could be a portal. It's kind of uh, distorted. It looks almost like heat mm -hmm. coming up from somewhere, but it's on water. But here's what I think it is. If you look to the left-hand, or the, yeah, left-hand side of the screen, and you look at the right-hand side of the screen, as in, split your eyes, look at the right <laughs> and the left at the same time. What you'll see is that it matches the reflections in the water on the left-hand side. So you think it's, uh, it's bouncing I know off. it is. So it's I, it's, it's a reflect, it's a light. This happens all the time in film and pictures, even though it's in a YouTube short, mm -hmm. so you can't see if it was in a wider image, 
which these sneaky motherfuckers, but <laughs> it, in a wider image, you would see more of a reflection, but because mm-hmm. it is the way it is, let's cut out the music, by the way, the yeah. mass music and just let it play. But if you look, that is reflecting the exact same motion as the, re- as the reflection on the left-hand side. You see what I mean? Yeah. You see what you I know, mean? Could that be a reflection off the camera lens too, right? It's yeah, it's the way I mean, look, I don't know the science. I don't know the technical jargon for it. All I know is that this is a very common type of reflection light. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Light reflecting off. Um, Going to go to good old chat GBT. Hold on. Well, and that was one of the things we want to showcase. We want to show these things that some of these may be realistic yeah to an extent some of these things may be you know produced and that's what if you watch youtube or go through any of these different videos you'll see there's a ton of kind of fake ones of these yeah you can really tell but it's it's hard fraction light bends when it moves from air to water due to the change density glare ripple effect moving water like waves in the ripples can create dynamic light patterns Polarization, light reflected off water is often polarized, meaning the light waves vibrate in particular direction. Hmm. And then diffraction. If light passes through small openings or around sharp edges, it can spread out and create a diffraction pattern. I don't think that's any of those. It's kind of swirling, though. That's the only yeah, thing that but if you look me. at it, it's the exact same motion. Mm-hmm. The exact same motion. And I'll play it again. I mean, if you look at it, it is the exact same motion. But yeah. what you're seeing is is that it's up higher off the water to the right. But that is a camera effect. I can almost guarantee it. I can almost guarantee it. But again, I mean, you know, in in, in some, look, I'm not saying that there aren't fuzzy, weird spirits that hover over water. But we okay. need to look at these things, though. You know, yeah, yeah, oh to- yeah, absolutely. But again, this one specifically, I believe, is a reflection off the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and like some of them are, but so the uh, one of the other footage, uh, uh, pieces of footage that we were going to look at is the uh, remote home in Oregon mountains by a guy named Ethan. And he's got a trail camera that captured a fleeting glimpse of what he says is a creature resembling a strange, sickly humanoid. A strange, sickly humanoid. As he says, the image is quite clear, but it has sparked heated debates among experts and enthusiasts alike. So, first of all, again, I don't like to assume anything. Why is it sickly? Yeah, exactly. What what makes it sickly? Let's find out. It looks like it's sort of camouflaged in the trees there, and then you can see the large black dots or eyes. Um, and then it looks like it's sort of um, its mouth's moving or something. Okay, so here's what's weird about that. First of all, I don't think the light has anything to do with it because it seems detached. Mm-hmm. But, dude, the way the branches move above it. See, that's what. Because at first I thought the way it was moving, I'm like, oh, they're moving the image Mm because the branch is moving with it. But then you can clearly see um, something's out there. Almost like maybe that's making the noises or doing something strange. 
Um, but again, like what makes it sickly? Well, I think it's because it's pale and it has like. Well, the pale is, I mean, so are the leaves. The leaves are pale. Yeah. Yeah. The grass is pale. Well, because it's like a night vision. It's a night camera, vision. So, so like everything's going to be black and white. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Well, maybe because it's hairless or something. I don't know. You know what well, I mean? Well, and again, that's, that's hard to tell in infrared. Yes. Yeah. Because even like a deer at a you distance. Can't tell, now, right? the, what's odd is that the mouth is like opening and closing. Mm-hmm. But it then takes off really quick. Watch when it like runs away. Something scared it. Um, but, you know, that I just kept watching that over and over again, thinking, what am I watching? You can see how gaunt it is, how, like I said before, like it has no hair. It's just, it's just weird looking, and it moves really fast, which, you know, I guess most animals probably do move fast or whatever, but that's the part that kind of threw me off, too, is just the speed. That's pretty quick, though. It is weird. That's a very quick movement. Like, I remember I was telling you, like, the last show we talked about, I had a deer go on my roof, supposedly. Yeah. Or a rake, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, you know, those deer were running quite fast. But the, this movement, though, is faster than a deer. Like, that is, like, a millisecond. Look how quick that is. It's very quick. But I am curious about one thing. Maybe it's a guy with a sock puppet. Well, here's <laughs> dude, that is literally what I'm thinking. So it's it's weird looking. Yeah, I can't I don't know. I mean, look, we could speculate. First of all, you can speculate two ways here. Mm -hmm. You can speculate how somebody would go to fake that, and then how it could be anything but a guy faking it. Yeah. You know, you can go either way. There's no way of knowing. But what makes what seems odd to me is the arm never moves, mm -hmm. right? Even when it turns. So what happens generally, like when you turn? Do you do your limbs stay limp and to your side? No, you almost lead with your arms. Yeah, but so that's, that's if, us though, anatomically, too. very true. So maybe it's a limp limbed. <laughs> It was sickly, remember? Sickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the lymphoma. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's weird. It is I mean, weird. it is weird. But again, it's one of those that you could speculate all day. Yeah. Links are in the show notes. I encourage everybody. There's a whole video to this. We only showed like a minute. Yeah, this guy actually like called in. It was Yeah, actually, there's like a I whole thing. This. There's a channel. You know, this channel does this. Mm -hmm. Um but uh, but yeah, look into it. Look, make up your own mind. I, I mean, to me, it's one of those. It's like the Moab orb, mm -hmm. you know, that they show during the uh, the UFO hearings, because it was a ball moving at what appeared to be a speed. But then when you realize the MQ nine Reaper drone was moving at speed above it, well, that means that that ball might not be moving at all. Yeah. And when they showed it and Kirkpatrick, which also I got a story about him later in our facts and fuckery segment, but uh, is it's inconclusive. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. It's inconclusive, meaning there's not enough data to make a, a, a decision or even a guess as to what it could be. You can guess all day what it might be. We can guess that that's a sock puppet. <laughs> 
on an Alabama uh, hillbilly yeah. <laughs> just trying to get a rouse out of some city slicker that happened to be poking around. Who knows? Well, and you know, you bring up a really good point there, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of these videos we're going to watch, it's all about perspective. Absolutely. If you're not right there, yeah. you don't know. You don't know. And again, it's it's there's a lot of context missing. Mm -hmm. It's in one color, as in gray and black and off gray. Grayscale. <laughs> yeah, it's grayscale, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Gray. it's night so, vision. <laughs> so it's not, it's, you know, there's no color to go off of. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, you know, it's zoomed in. There's just there there it's a very short little segment of uh, footage, mm -hmm. so it's hard. It's but it is weird. It is weird. So now let's look at this real Mothman caught flying, <laughs> as they say, the real the real Mothman. I love how they always say <laughs> yeah. it is. It it is this now. What comes to your mind when you say, and I'm asking the audience because clearly you've already seen the clip, mm -hmm. but what comes to your mind when you think, oh, they have footage of the real Mothman? What qualifies <laughs> as footage of the real Mothman? You think maybe a face, maybe some outlines, maybe some claws, you know, like a, you know, like, you know, that maybe looks like the Mothman. Well, here we go. Now it is weird. The music makes it that yeah. much more dramatic. It's great. I love it. Well, in horror movies, they all yeah, of course. It's nothing emotion. without music. Yes. But at the same time, okay. So here's what we've got. We've got. I'm gonna back. Oh, I can't back it up. Uh, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> Here's what we've got. We've got a black figure. It's kind of horizontal, almost bird shaped as in Mothman that flies in front of clearly a, a security camera mm -hmm. at what looks like a border checkpoint or a road checkpoint, a bridge checkpoint, like a some kind of checkpoint, a toll, whatever mm -hmm. toll booth. And this thing flies across in a very very now they've slowed down the video a lot so we don't know the full speed but um as they say is this the real mothman uh here's what i'll say is that could be anything could be a crow i mean it could be a crow there's there's mm -hmm. There seems to be one little piece of like white in the very, very beginning of the footage as it's coming from the top right down to the bottom left. It's swooping down. It looks like it has wings. It looks like it has a body. I'm going to guess an owl. See, and that's what I thought when I first watched it. It's like, that looks like an owl because it looks like his talons yep. are in the back. Because they're not going to have a pronounced beak. Yes. They're gonna. Ha their head is almost gonna look round like a humanoid, or like something. a humanoid. Mm -hmm. You know, more like a moth. A moth's head doesn't protrude. Neither does a, a, a an owl's. Yeah, it's in fact, owls can squished. like tuck their head way in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can. I don't know if they do that while they're flying. I don't know their techniques, but uh, but yeah, that's to me that could very easily be any kind of bird. Mm -hmm any kind of bird the only thing that kind of shocked me is the the wingspan 
but yeah, but we have no context as no, far as don't. how far away that camera is from those vehicles. Yeah, see, and that's what I was thinking when I was None. watching this too. We don't know. I mean, that could be what twenty feet up. It right? could be in and zoomed in. Yeah. So it could be even further away, and it's the video zoomed in. We oh, have hey. no context. See, at the very end of this clip, actually, yeah, it looks like a talon. Because, see, I thought it was a foot when I first watched it. That's why I thought it was looking like a moth, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you slow it way down, you can see the light, and then it goes away. Because you have a three-pronged talon. Here, they're going to do it again. So here you have this. Dude, I'm telling you. Look, it, over here, like underneath that wing to the left, you even have what looks like a little horn spot which could very easily be the horned owl mm -hmm. of some kind. So if you look right, it's coming up. It's going to be right there. Oh, it's yeah. Fast. It's, it's hard, hard to, to know, man. I mean, those could be tail feathers. Again, the footage is like, yeah, you have footage, but we have no idea the context. And that's the hardest thing in viewing these yeah. is knowing, you know, the distance from the camera to exactly. the object. Exactly. So what happens is, is that people fill in the blanks with assumptions. Mm -hmm. They assume that that has to be the same size as the vehicle because it looks like that in the video. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not, doesn't, isn't necessarily true. We, they assume that that video isn't zoomed in in some way or distorted in some way. It doesn't look fake. I'll say that. It doesn't look fake, mm -hmm. but it definitely, I mean, you could absolutely say that is some kind of bird. Yeah, it's very inconclusive because there's very no inconclusive. Again, all the links are in the show notes. You could check it out for yourself, you know, which I encourage you to. But uh, but uh, yeah, to me, that's uh, that's far from real Mothman yes. footage. I love <laughs> I, these I, titles. Though. I it's did great. watch some other ones that are older ones around yeah. like the bridge. That oh, some of them collapsed. are very compelling. Yeah, it looks oh, like yeah, a guy absolutely. With, like wings. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, so we already talked about that that water, mm -hmm. the phenomenon on the water. But there is a Dogman clip. Oh, <laughs> and uh, we've talked about the Dogman. But this is so it's always fun to go over. Yeah. Now we went this is the one that we actually went over together. Yeah, and we found some imagery that, that sparked us doing this. Yeah. Is you brought me this and you were like, dude, look at it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Well, what about that? What about this? Yeah. Oh, whoops. What, what am I not doing here? That's it. Oh, I thought I thought I didn't have sound going, but I don't think there is any sound right now. Yeah, I think it's just a quiet video, I think. It's a long So imagine video. walking down a path in the middle of the forest. Yeah. And seeing some kind of dark entity. I've actually just seen someone running in here. Oh, you're you running in here. <laughs> Jesus, this guy doesn't even speak English. <laughs> Good lord. Holy shit, man. I think it's in Britain or something. I guess. <laughs> Whatever that you call oh, that. Oh, you bloody pikey. Oh, oh, oh. Be careful. I think it's a bear. So you zoom in on Oh, it. yeah, that's bear. right. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that's the way to scare the bear. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way to scare the bear. Hey. Oh, I see. Yeah, off in the distance. So I have a question. He's standing upright. Backwards. Now you, that to me, yeah. If, if you were in the woods, would you carry a camera while you're walking down a trail? Yeah, I've done that. You have? Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, that's so that's good to know. I mean, look, I if if you are one, if you're in an area, first of all, I think everybody should film. Yeah, I think everybody should take little film journeys. Just go and film some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because hopefully you'll get better when the time comes when you actually <laughs> need to get something that'll make it on the show, so we can look at it and be like, now that's legit. Yes, uh, but. I think if you're going to an area where it's known to have weird shit, and I think these days with people kind of being paranoid, Mm -hmm. there's a lot more people, this guy, I don't think it's body cam, but there's a lot of people that use like GoPros and Mm -hmm. shit like that. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's as weird. Now, what I will say is here's what I don't like, Okay is when the when the whatever it is is walking down and he's start walking away oh. it's walking sidestep as in like a person kind of sidestepping on a trail that's not used to walking on those types of trails mm-hmm. um that's definitely not a bear because it's like swinging its arms in a way that bears don't, and it's walking in a way that I've seen bears walk upright. They kind of waddle almost like a, a penguin. Yeah, they're very lumb- they yeah. lumbering. Well, because they they've got those that big ass. Yeah, that kind of droops down to their knees. They're like a they're like a gangster with his pants down to his ankles. Yeah, little little. You know, legs. so it's like walking almost, uh, kind of waddling. They don't walk like you know, like they don't bend at the knees as much. As this guy does. And I believe that's a person. Well, you know, like a bear, too. If you're chased by a bear, you always want to go downhill because they'll roll over. If you go uphill, they'll catch you. They can overpower you with their shoulders. Oh, well, that's true. I mean, look, I don't suggest either. No. <laughs> no. Just get away. I've heard I've heard never run from a bear. Nope. Because they will, what, 35 miles an hour? Yeah, they're fast. There's no fucking way. Just back up and... Yeah, I mean, yeah, as counterintuitive as it is, like... They typically don't, I mean, just smell as bad as you can <laughs> when you're out there. That's, that's the best you can do. Um, and so it goes across the camera, uh, down to the hillside. That looks very human to me. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very human to me. Very convenient that it just lumbers down towards him like an ant. Okay. So we're in the woods. We assume he's in the woods. In the wild, not some animal preserve. Mm-hmm. Why is that creature, if it any creature at all, why is it nonchalant about that dipshit being there? Yeah, most most like super predators will stalk you. Well, not only that, if it's if it's a a, a super predator, you're never going to see it like that. No, like a cougar, it will sit in a tree and wait for you to yes. walk under it. Right? It's going to stalk you, as yes. in like coming towards you. Bears bark. Yeah. If they're intimidated or they're threatened or anything like that. So it's going to, it's going to bark at you. It's not going to like meander any wild animal. I don't give a fuck if it's Bigfoot (laughs) or not. It's not going to nonchalantly walk down a trail almost. I mean, look at the balancing act. This thing plays. Look at this. I'm telling you, this looks like a person who's not used to walking downhill. (laughs)
Like if I was in, okay, so I'm going to come up on the trail and as soon as you hear me, I'm going to be talking about how I see you. And then as soon as I come up the trail, I want you to just stand up and walk down the trail a little bit towards me and then off the trail into the woods. Okay. <laughs> and then look, this is Randy getting up. Uh, Randy. Okay. All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to look how slow it's going. Look how slow it's going. Meander and then puts its arm out to balance. Yeah. No way, dude. That is so human-like. I bet you that's his wife. <laughs> Jeez. I, I bet you that's his wife in a suit. It's like, hey, hey, honey. Hey. We'll, uh, we'll make some money if you do this. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. People do anything. Well, yeah, there's some pretty convincing. Like, we looked at People we'll will do anything for attention. Yes. Anything for attention. Maybe their sex life is dwindling. We don't know. <laughs> They're 10 seconds We don't know. <laughs> so they, after they do the video, they get a thousand views on YouTube. They're like, Honey, I'm hard as a rock. Right now. <laughs> All those views on our, on. this was it, babe. This building, this YouTube channel has saved our marriage. <laughs> Not convinced. Again, all the links in the show notes, y'all can make up your own mind if this is like a war torn couple well, I or think not. towards the end, doesn't it show like the actual face of it too that we analyzed? Oh, does it? Yeah, because it shows the face. All right. You might have to jump ahead. Because remember, it's like sitting down. It has its mouth open. That's where we looked up like a mask. Oh, it's the same one. That's the same one. Yeah, yeah but it's later on. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Hold on. Let me skip ahead. They show it up closer. It's yeah, like, this like is the one that we were. Mouth open. We're laughing about this. should be called what not to do if you're making a cryptid video oh, here we go it's this <laughs> i think let's see where is it so now it's almost like it's looking at him uh, disappeared oh i think i maybe went too far forward i thought it was towards the very end but maybe not i might be wrong like right there, here yeah i think i just saw oh it. there it is yeah look at this okay so yeah <laughs> so there bad. it is you're right <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Back it up a little bit more. All right. I went to pause it. But... So now it lays down. Right there. There you go. Get a little... Damn. Yeah, it's so really quick. Crazy. It sucks. It's like it's... Well, they did that on purpose, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like laying down. You can almost see a hand... It's like laying down in a way that only it kicks its. I mean, look, it's almost on its hands and knees. Yeah, it's kind of like it's laying forward. Dude, I'm telling you, that is a person in a suit that can't see through that mask. That's why they're all lumbering like that. Well, and the one thing we were talking about. It's kicking is, its legs. I mean, it's clearly bent at the knee. Yeah. Like not an animal knee, we were but like a human, fur, knee, a human knee. A human knee. It's like, where is it? Right there. Okay, look at that. Look at that mask. Coloration. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about the two-tone mm -hmm. and how rare that is. Yeah, like a lion has a mane. Yeah, right? yeah, Which but it's not a different closer. color than yeah. the rest of the animal. That's like wearing a gorilla it's, suit It's a, with a stark mask. different. It's like jet black and then mm -hmm. ginger. Yeah, it's weird. That's very weird. Yeah. It's like Wesley Snipes and David Bowie had a child. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Just black as shit on the bottom half. <laughs> and then ginger as fuck on the top. Sounds like one of a one hell of a new movie, man. 
<laughs> Wesley Snipes and David Bowie join forces to be the wolf in the woods. <laughs> Wesley, you take the ass half. <laughs> I'm Wesley Snipes. I'm the ass half. <laughs> But remember, we actually found a mask too. Yeah, we did like exactly. Exactly. Did you have that we image? Or? I don't. I didn't save any of that shit. Um, I mean, you can you can look up werewolf masks. Like, real, yeah, what do we look yeah. up? Like realistic werewolf masks or like Anubis mask? Because the ears are really weird on this too. Yeah, the Anubis ones were um, were. I'm gonna put in red haired, red haired <laughs> werewolf, <laughs> wolf mask, red haired wolf mask. Yeah, because you found one that looked almost exactly like Yeah, it like looks this. almost exactly like it. Because it has its mouth hanging open and all that, too. Dude, I think I did it again. Let me put it in here. Hold on. Oh, did you find it? I think so. Let me try bringing it in here. Hold on. Try and bring it in here. Well, that looks kind of... Well, look at this one. Oh, yeah. See I the mean, ears dude, up high, too? Dude, by pretty zoom... That looks like a Let's take a look and see wig. if we can find it. It's on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, dude. Yeah, the red mouth hair, is open. Red hair. And you could always paint a mask black, too. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, and uh, again, the red flag for me was the um, the two-tone. Mm-hmm. The two-tone what, yeah, red we hair. It was, it was just too fake. I mean. Yeah. It, it's just too fake. Because I've seen lots of other Dogman videos that... And there's a real zoom in. Let me go back a little bit more. You know, the creature is stalking someone. It's sitting behind a tree looking at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's freaky as hell. This well, is Well, and like, again, like, dude, if if it's at all like a, a predator, a real predator, mm-hmm. which it lo- is meant to look like that, why the fuck is it stalking you from behind a tree? <laughs> right. Instead of just rampaging your ass. Oh, yeah. You know, again, the mouth is wide open, no growling noises. It's on its knees. <laughs> the arm is right. I mean, it's a human. Mm-hmm. It's a human. So you can argue it's a human uh, wolf hybrid if you want. I'm not buying it. No, not on this one. That's why we wouldn't need to show this. Though, yeah, because- I agree with you. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit out yeah. there. That's the hard part. The only one that's convinced me maybe that it's something is that that guy that was in Oregon because that was weird with the bushes. It was weird. It was very weird. The movement with the bushes. Mm-hmm. But again, it's hard. I mean, I mean, uh, obviously, the more obscure, the harder it is to know. So it seems more mysterious. Oh, yeah. But that's only because there's a significant lack of data. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this one about the uh, about a goblin. Oh yeah, that one was something in the Appalachian Mountains. Let's take a look at that. So if you're watching, there's like a, it's like a, almost what you would imagine a ninja turtle would look like as a toddler. Right, yeah, Kappa. I mean, right without the mask <laughs> yeah. on, yeah, right, like going through a puberty phase. You know, right? He's he's bald. He's short. Yeah, Michelangelo's not happy. He's yeah, looking for his yeah, pizza. looking for his pizza. <laughs> it's before he's gotten the mask and all that. <laughs> but it's behind a stump, so you so there's no context as far as how big it is, 
It doesn't appear to have a nose, but we don't know. It, dude, it's I very mean, odd looking, though. It is very odd looking, like but but again, the hard part is, is like, what is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because it almost it's looks like odd, a like yeah. sack boy or something, you know? What yeah, I'm right, about? bald, yeah, yeah, featureless, yeah, no eyebrows, what appears to be no nose, although the nose is cut off where it would be, yes, is by a stump, yep. so it's hard to know for sure. Oh, excuse me. But it again, it doesn't look fake. So that's a plus. It moves quick, too. <clears throat> the movement's quite quick in a bird. Uh, it's kind of ducking up and down. And the, the movement seems natural. Yes. It doesn't seem hokey or fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, it's hard to know. Yeah, this is a really weird one. I've seen this quite a bit. And this is a strange one because it's, it's pretty small. It's hard to tell what it is. I mean, you know... Yeah, I mean, dude, it's so hard to know. It's so hard to know. Little Johnny put on this this paper. You know, bag. you know what almost <laughs> comes to mind. You know that hipster haircut where they like shave everything on the sides but leave the center like oh, really yeah. long and then fold it yep. over. So imagine like a really pale <laughs> hipster. That got punched in the eye because he's <laughs> almost got like a black, black eye. Eyes. Right, one seems swollen. Yeah. And so his friends dumped him off in the woods after a party because he's a douche. <laughs> and now he sees what appears to be, and he's like, is that, is that somebody <laughs> peeking over the log? Is that my friends? Are they going to kick my ass again? You know what I mean? Look at that little tuft of hair. Yeah, See what weird. I mean? <clears throat> Could be really pale albino hipster. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, this this one. I does, like this one. I like it. Yeah, it, I like it. It, it has more it, legit. It has the ways. least signs of fuckery. Yes, <laughs> yes. The least signs of fuckery. We have no idea what it is, mm-hmm. but it is. It is. I like it. Also, if you're watching in the chat, tell Albino us what you hipsters. think too. Yeah. Any. Yeah. And then later in the comments, all that yeah. shit. Let us know. Talk to us. Uh. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Um, let's see. Let's go to what do we what do we have next here? We have uh oh a Bigfoot clip. A so Bigfoot clip. this one I picked this because there's so many out there yeah. that I can tell are fake. Oh, very, yeah. very fake, right? Yeah. Or they're just so that. obscure it's like, dude, what is this? A camera from like nineteen thirty? <laughs> <Yes, laughs> like, exactly. Camera obscure. Exactly. What are you filming with your flip phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this was weird. This is a very weird watch closely. All right, let's check it out. A giant figure. No one there was expecting this to be captured on camera. Now you'll say, what's strange about it? Just a man walking in the camera frame. But wait a minute. Watched a zoomed in version first. Look at his giant size and strange way of walking. Does it really seem like a normal human? Moreover. Well, it looks like... It's walking like an elderly person on rocks. Kind of. Yeah. And, and what makes it giant? It's one of these, again, it's like, remember that one that we looked at where they said these giant beings in the trees? Oh, yeah. And the trees are like, and we were birch like what trees are you talking about? Like, we're like, what those kind trees of, you would are have small. to know what kind of trees they are. Yeah. Well, no. Wait till they zoom out. So right. that's kind well, of that's pretty in zoomed out in the beginning. Oh, well, they show the find that it's oh, filmed okay. on an right. animal bridge built on I ninety okay, so called the Catchless Lake Wildlife Overcrossing. Oh, Due to wildlife, it's nearly impossible for a man to reach there, especially at midnight, as it's walking fearlessly. 
So, it's is not as simple as it looks. Okay, go. so wait a minute. Okay, let's go back. So, follow the details. Midnight, yes. animal animal overpass over a highway. A giant figure. Yes. No one he zoomed there out. It actually is pretty to tall. Those on are, camera. Have you ever seen now one of those overpasses? Say, they do them strange about it? Just a man a walking bit, in the camera frame. But wait a minute. Watched a zoomed-in version first. Look at his giant size and strange way of walking. Does it really seem like a normal human? Walking in snow. Also keeping in <laughs> mind that it's filmed on an animal bridge built on I-90. So... That animal bridge, with how wide it is, mm-hmm. how is that not a normal human size? Well, if you look, because the being or whatever it is, yeah. or human or whatever it is, is actually, see that edge? Yeah. That's pretty short, actually. So it's in comparison, or pardon me, not short, but that's tall, so they can't jump over, right? So those walls are like six to eight feet tall, the cement. Yeah. So they're pretty tall. Probably, have you ever seen an elk fence? Yeah. Elk fences are very tall. What's strange yeah. about it? Just a man. Well, I know. I thought it was pretty interesting because of the way where it's at. It's at midnight. It's over. Like, why would you be walking over a highway? I mean, there's a lot of re- there's a lot of homeless. Well, here's homeless, here's what yeah. I'm curious about though. So this image right here is of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Almost like a wide angle, right? Yeah. It's like weird. So on the left-hand side of the image, you have the left-hand side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And then on the right-hand side, you have the right-hand side of the bridge, right? Yes. So if this camera is at a lower angle than some of the rest, I mean, because the image that they show later of the bridge is from a different angle. Yeah. So see, like right there, that's from the that's from the other that's shooting side. from the right hand side. Yeah, it was from the left hand side. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that I think I mean, in my opinion, that's the that's a human walking now, up a steep, an older human walking up a steep but at midnight? Dude. Yeah, it could be a homeless person. I mean, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. There's people that live under bridges. True, like, yes, true. All the time. All the time. And I and when do they go Seattle to the top? Too. At yeah. night. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and it's top. it's I mean, they're they're making it out as though he's not walking. Okay, because he's not walking like a 20-year-old. <laughs> right. <laughs> not everybody walks like a 20-year-old. Imagine an older person yeah. that's walking up on that bridge. I mean, I'm just not seeing it. I thought it was again. There's no to me. There's no context. Yeah, there's not enough. Once again, right? and I mean to them saying that this barrier here making it, we don't know that's the barrier. We have no. I mean, look how long. What's that? What's that whole white part there? That's the edge of the crossing. So when they build those animal overcrossings, yeah. They build a really tall, like a wall so that they can't jump over. They only go straight across. I mean, I don't know, man. To me, early on in the video, it looks as though, like, again, going from the image that they show of the bridge in daylight, again, it's very misleading that they're showing it from a different angle. 
I'm like looking up right how there. tall that is. But I I think with a minimum of eight feet tall. Yeah. But look at the road below it, man. I mean, if you look, there's no way that that on that bridge, because that's a regular size highway, right? Yeah, that's over by us, actually. All right. So regular size highway, that there is no way that those barriers are eight feet. There's no way. Yeah, that's weird, huh? Yeah, it looks more like six feet if that. If huh? that. It looks like a four foot barrier, like a normal like overpass, overpass yeah. would be. I mean, because that's a if that highway right there, guaranteed that highway is is what two lanes at least. Yeah, because that's I ninety. So let's say how how wide is a, a lane? Let's see what. Oh well, like ten yards. Yeah, they're uh, highway lane. That's yeah, a pretty good size here. How wide is a highway lane? Twelve feet. Oh, 12 feet. So two, All right. So cars. 24 feet. 24, let's say. I mean, we're guessing a lot here. Mm-hmm. We're assuming that there's only two lanes. We don't know. But let's just assume that there's two lanes there. So you're looking at 24 feet. Then that means that barrier, there's no way that's eight feet. Well, eight times three is 24. You'd have to have three of these. Three of those. Together. There's no way that's eight feet. I'm going to say that's five yeah, because it looks pretty short. And again, we're guessing a lot. And then, like I said, the other misleading thing is that it's from a completely different angle. See, and that's what threw me off when I was watching yeah. this. I was so like, I don't think that's a forth. barrier. I I mean, again, look, he's he's walking. That's not a barrier. That's an extending area of the bridge. Yeah, that's weird. What if that, what if he's like on the, I mean, what's this down here? Mm-hmm. That is that. The water, beach, I don't even know if he's on that bridge. Yeah, we didn't know which side this camera is coming from. No context. See, and that's the biggest problem with all these types of videos. I agree. And again, I'm not buying that nobody walks like that. (laughs) I I know several 50-year-old people that walk just like that, especially (laughs) walking uphill. The truffle shuffle. And if it's muddy and whatnot, I'm not buying it. I mean, I get you Mm. that because there's not enough data... That it's inconclusive and it, oh, it's weird, yeah. you know, but like to say for a fact, like, well, that's an eight foot tall barrier <laughs> and this is clearly not a human. And what did they show a hooded figure in the winter? Like what? Yeah. That, as see, the comparison, like what the yes. fuck are you talking if you compare about? compare something, you need to compare something that's more like. Well, the, you got to compare it from the exact same angle. Yes. And again, if you're zoomed out, like, dude. That he doesn't it he doesn't look any bigger than what what did I do? I went somewhere else. Oh, if you go to let's see. Oh, there I missed. I, for some reason I hit it way back there. Um yeah, I I just think again when it's all zoomed in and then even zoomed out. I mean, dude, he's all the way at the top. I mean, he doesn't look any bigger than you would think somebody at the top of an overpass would look. You know what we need to do? What? Let's get our own footage. Fuck it! <laughs> Somebody send us footage. Yeah. Please. Or we can go out and get <laughs> some footage. Yeah, too. I mean, we should absolutely yeah. do that. But but yeah, I mean, look, again, pour over the footage yourself. Look at it. Figure out what you think it is. You know, don't take my word for it. 
I don't fuck. I don't know, <laughs> you know, but I, but again, I'm just saying with the info that's in that video, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why they're assuming that it's bigger than it looks. I don't know why they're assuming that. I mean, the bridge looks just as big as it did in that footage. And that guy looks like the size a guy would look walking on the bridge. Well, we have to be critical with this, just yeah. like UFOs. Yeah, of it's course. The same, the same of course. premise. Exactly. Exactly. So now we have, so that was Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was supposedly Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, so now we have a, uh, a strange creature that appears around a lady's home. This actually freaks me out, this one. All right, I like it. So uh, it comes with this is a channel NVTV, and they do all a lot of this. Yeah, a ton. So people send them footage and then give them like a little story. So here's what it is: the video comes from Mandy, who lives in Massachusetts. Featured her on their last video. Some of the called out saying it was fake. She was sending it all up for those who are in doubt should really want this creepy ring cam footage she captured. Maybe now you'll start believing her and not calling her out saying it's all staged or BS. Take a look for yourself. All right. Let's take a look. Creepy music. Of course, (laughs) that helps. That helps. So oh, yes. This is night vision yes, again. Yes, yes, So there seems to be, in the video, it's zoomed in. It's clearly winter. There's snow on the ground. There's some trees. And there's footprints leading out to where this individual is. And then they're standing up. And what seems to be, they're starting to, like, crouch down. Mm-hmm. And then... It almost appears as though they transform into something. So like a shapeshifter skinwalker, maybe? Maybe. But there's like a dark figure. There's a shadow, too, so. Yeah. Again, the hard part is that it's so far away from the camera. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, there's more angles. You'll see. Yeah. And then starts to move a little bit, and looks like it slowed down. Closer look at it. Again, all the links will be in the show notes, so anybody wants to follow along or whatever. Way zoomed in now. Well, the weird thing I look at is look at the uh, footprints. They're like scattered all about, all mm-hmm. weird. It's like a drunk person wandering in the yeah, snow or something. Yeah. It's just weird. The movement isn't very uniform. So it almost looks like they turn into some kind of a creature and then turn back after yeah. walking a few feet. Well, and actually what's creepy too, you're not going to see this in this particular video, but there's like a voice that's like calling out and like laughing in the forest. It's like in, way, in this video. Yeah, this, I mean, this video is long. It's like however long it is, but because if you go to like two oh five in the clip, it shows like an image of what she caught with the still camera on her roof. That's what shocked me. But now, if you look, there is no snow. Do you see that? That's true because I don't see there is no snow. So here you have 
in the very beginning, it is covered in snow, everything. So here's the thing I'll tell you about this. So yeah. this has happened over numerous times yeah. with this entity. So she has clips and footage for multiple times. Ah, I see. She also has a camera in her little shed. It's like a garden shed. Yeah. And this thing opened the door and like shut the lights off and shit. So it's kind of weird. I mean, there's a ton of different yeah. little clips, but that's what shocked me because that's what I thought was on my roof. <laughs> well, see, that's why that's it's your own paranoia. I know. I know. Of like, like, oh, no, it's on my roof. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, those are footsteps. <laughs> I, I mean, look, man. I mean, again, I, I don't want to be the naysayer, but how easy would that be to stage? Yeah, because you could put someone on your roof. I mean, right? shit, man. Hey, yeah. all I want you to do is make some footprints in the snow wander around a little bit and then hunch over, walk five feet and stand back up mm -hmm. and then, Hey, get on the roof. Yeah. I mean, that's it, dude. Somebody crouched on the roof. Well, there's still there was no snow, at least <laughs> on the roof. Right. <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying is like, you know, like I said, I, we can, you can speculate mm -hmm. and say, based on what she's saying that, well, then there was something on her roof. Yes. But, Maybe it's my, I, I mean, I'm probably just real, um, what's the word? Um, I can't, it's not sarcastic. It's, uh, anyways, I'm skeptical, but uh, cynical, cynical, no, cynic, that's yeah. the word. Yep. I'm cynical only because there are so many people out there that fake mm -hmm. shit for attention. I mean, that's the big thing with the UFO stuff going on is like everybody's faking shit just to get their name into the pile of names. Or is it done on purpose? Or is it done on purpose? The 80 20 idea. Cause that's, the I problem. mean, like I've said, man, it's the me too movement of cryptids and yeah. UFOs believe all witnesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know nothing about the source. Yeah. It comes from some random channel on well, she talks later in the video too, but I mean, we don't know who we she don't. Is. I mean, yeah. again, we don't know anything. We don't know. I mean, I don't know, man, you could go. I mean, look, as, as far as you can go into cryptids, you can go just as far into thinking what somebody would go through to stage something. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that'll say, well, why would she do that? Well, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's schizophrenic. <laughs> You know, I have no idea. Maybe she's got mental health issues like 90% of the world right now. Yeah, right. And it's just, uh, it's just wanting attention like everybody else. I mean, what the fuck is TikTok there for? For oh, people God. that are yeah. craving attention. And, you know, like, yeah, broke clock is right twice a day, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're going to find some things that are true on there. But it's a lot of shit that's not. And it's just people that put shit on there because they know it's a very populated platform. Well, that's the hardest thing. How are we ever going to know what's real? How are we going to? Well, and that brings in a whole new level of it. Like I say all the time is, again, at the at the risk of sounding really cynical, is, is like we live in a day and age where you can make anything look mm -hmm. like you can literally take nothing, a blank canvas and make with Blender and uh, and uh, Unreal Engine 5, and you have all these crazy, crazy ways that you can... I mean, those are regularly available to any consumer that wants to spend the money. Oh, Both yeah, they, of those things I mentioned. on the news. Remember those jet fighters? Absolutely. That were, yeah. It's used in propaganda. Mm -hmm. So other people are going to use the same tools. You know, I mean, it's it's like... 
it's low hanging fruit at this point. The temptation, the ease of getting access to these things that allow you to produce fuckery. It's like, it's too easy. It's too easy. Just like Miami. Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example. Exactly. Like, and there's a lot jumped on that bandwagon yes, now too. Yes. Yes. So again, I mean, you could go, I mean, look, I'll show you another one. So there's uh, uh there's um, one about, um, hold on, let me get my uh, shit together here. One is showing aliens. This, these are my favorites because they're ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, we haven't got to the alien interview yet. Come on. No, we haven't. But I but here's the here's an alien captured on trail cam. All right. It's not, but that's what they say it is. I'm just gonna let you look and then you tell me what you think you see. So in so the, just went down. In, the uh, in the right hand bottom, or I'm sorry, bottom left hand corner of the video, there seems to be like a little face and head poking through the trees. And then up above that, you have two points of light that I believe are reflections from whatever they're, whatever they are uh, filming from. But that could be anything. I mean, literally anything. Sorry. Get out of here. Stupid bald kid. When the light's coming from the camera. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and again, there's like this little tiny, you know, uh, and I'll put the links in the show notes. You all can decide what you think. To me, it's incredibly inconclusive. Mm -hmm. You could say that's whatever you want to say it is. And then you have unidentified uh, caught on. Uh, trail cam, unidentified flying object. Here we go. Again, it's not, but they say it is. All right, so look at this. They show a couple little orbs. They show what is clearly spider web. Clearly spider web. And then they show an orb that floats around. Now, again, I'm not saying that orbs are always not whatever you think they are. Maybe they are. I don't know. But that could be dust. That could be an insect. Out in the woods, insects? What? Oh, yeah. It's clearly a spider web up in the corner, so it appears as though there's a lot of activity in this video, but the truth is that's all natural shit. Well, and at nighttime, insects are very Absolutely, active. absolutely. So because you see a flying thing in front of your camera does not make it a UFO. And then you have uh, another UFO caught on uh, caught on camera, which again I don't believe it is, but we'll look at it anyways. Look at that. <laughs> okay, Flies so <laughs> so what you have is you have a very very dark video mm -hmm. in which something from the right top pan side literally flies towards the camera. Now, I'm going to go as far as to say, oh, uh, well, it's a bird. I think it was a 67 Chevelle laying on the highway. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> if you lay down in the car, drives over you. <laughs> I think it's probably an owl or but a bird of some kind, a hawk, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But it's but definitely 
Not a UFO. I mean, it's a UFO as in it's an unidentified flying object. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we can establish that, but it's not a UFO as in an alien, which is what I'm sure they are saying it is. Is it because of the lights? It's because of the lights. I'm sure it is. But if that was a craft, how much brighter would those lights be? Oh, yeah. And look, you can almost see a flap in the beginning. The wings are like twitching. I'm telling you, dude, it's a You bird. could do that with an RC plane and reflectors. Absolutely. You could do that with anything. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing bird because of the fact that it doesn't light up. If it was a, a, a little RC plane mm -hmm. with reflectors on it, it would light up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But a bird's natural light colors on its wings are yeah. not going to light up, but they are going to look like that. Mm -hmm. This will be more reflective. They're yeah. lighter. So again, I mean, but, but, you know. Let's listen to an expert who says what he believes. This comes from you. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a show that you like to watch called Nino's Corner. Oh, yeah. Yep. And this comes from his show. So Nino's Corner uh, expert confirms engineered DNA in terrifying beings. Here he is. <laughs> Says, yeah, I saw this thing with a wolf-like head on top, but about eight feet tall. Thing was shredded and scaring the shit out of me. And its eyes were glowing red, right? All right. But do you think these things are natural to our planet? Or are they science lab experiments? I mean, they've gone wrong? I mean, and they're released into the national forest? Or are they rakes taking human dog form? I mean, what are these things? That's a question I have. For those that are just listening, they showed a bunch of retards. <laughs> And by retards, I mean stupid people <laughs> yes. in in wearing animal masks like and like the, bondage yeah. outfits. I've seen those before. Uh, yeah, in all face. fours in the grass. <laughs> by no means am I am I am I speaking of our mentally handicapped brethren. Uh, never ever would I call them retards. When I say <laughs> retards, I mean like really stupid fucking people. <laughs> Really stupid fucking people. Have you ever met somebody with Down syndrome? They are not stupid. No, they're actually very They nice. are delightful yes. people. They are delightful. More people should be like that. So they are by no means retarded. So when I use that word, don't get all uppity, all right? Yeah. All right. So here's the word from the people who are 10 times smarter than you and I combined. Here's the deal. I asked, I said flat out, because I already have this from other scientists, and I know what they've showed, shared with me. I said, so what's the deal? Are these beings intentionally manufactured? Is this intentionally manipulated DNA, or is it natural? And she said, there is absolutely intentionally engineered DNA. She said, absolutely. Now, who are these scientists? So this gentleman that's talking is actually yeah. has a huge YouTube like hunting channel. Yeah. He's from Canada. So he actually goes out and he's supposedly seen the dog man in one of his hunts and stuff. He's talked about it, but he's met these researchers. I think they're in uh, Arizona or Texas, mm. these scientists, and they supposedly have DNA from a supposed Bigfoot. Oh. And they're, they're checking it out and they think that it's been altered. Wow. So they actually have like hair and specimens. Supposedly some of these Bigfoot have been around like nuclear silos and they just look at the cameras and they can disappear when they want, supposedly wow. like portals and yeah. Well, here we have, that leads us to the idea, you know, when you bring up portals, mm -hmm. um, kind of what, that guy said is like, they are definitely 
genetically engineered. Mm -hmm. And that ties right into the theory, well, then where are they coming from? Yes. And a lot of people believe that this is a connection to Dumbs. Yeah. Deep underground military bases. What a funny name. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, and yeah, you could argue that. I mean, there's some arguments that, uh, you know, Plum Island, mm -hmm. that Plum Island, they found that uh, weird creature that washed up shore. Do you remember that whole thing? Yeah, that was the, what was it called? I can't remember what it was called. Was it uh, the oh, the Montauk Monster. Monster. Yeah, it looked yeah. like a weird, like, raccoon or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah kind of like a, with a beak. Yeah, it was really weird. You know, and so there was, seemed to be confirmed reports I don't know how confirmed, mm -hmm. but there seemed to be some confirmed reports about there being genetic manipulation on Plum Island. Yes. Which I heard they're moving the location, by the way. I mean, to Apricot Island. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but it's very, very weird. And um, let's see. I have We have some things about this. I wanted to bring this up. Uh, so this is the Dolce, New Mexico. We've talked about it before. In fact, our number two episode ever for the show is all about Dolce <laughs> and Phil Schneider and all that. Uh, this was a really interesting graphic that you gave me. Yeah, about, I like this because it uh, shows. Dolce conspiracy theorists yeah. believe this could be a schematic of a secret U.S. base hidden in the border of New Mexico on the border. And it shows agricultural premises on it's like a graphic infographic that you find on Instagram. Um, ground level, then an, a UFO entrance right in the middle. And you have seven levels and it goes from security and communication, human staff housing, execs and labs on third, uh, mind control experiments on the fourth, all going down, mind you. Mm -hmm. First floor down to the seventh. Um, all underground. Uh, alien housing, five genetic experiments, six cryogenic storage, seven. What's below that? Because they have uh, it says elevators. elevators, schematic of underground Dolce base. There's a shuttle too. Yeah, I think that's it's it. The Los Alamos Dolce base. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So obviously that comes from Phil Schneider and yes. what he described. But where does the whole idea of dumbs come from, right? That whole thing. Well, come to find out, it goes back to the Cold War. So the theory kind of started during the Cold War when there was a lot of underground facilities that were being constructed for military and strategic reasons. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say there aren't a lot of bases underground. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I, I believe that. I know that. I mean, we, we, we know that by now. There's a lot of evidence. That shows that there's tons of bunkers, all tons of them. So we know that there are bunkers, there are command centers, there's missile silos that are that are contracted for this, uh, empty ones that are used for different purposes. There's there's a lot of drilling. In fact, we know the whole uh, what nuclear um, a turbine or whatever it is that. Uh, that can that can burrow its way through tunnels. And oh, it, the bore machine. Yeah, whatever, and it yeah. literally makes glass that lines the inside of the tunnel with with heat mm -hmm. as it. So that's where all the material goes that they're digging up. Is it actually goes to line the tunnel, or so some of the 
some of the uh, the patents say. But so it goes back to there, um, to the Cold War. And so, but the theory is all about these these government, secret government groups and alien activities that have gotten together in underground bases. It also feeds into the whole idea of there being, as you've said, alien beings underneath the earth, potentially the inner earth type theory, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and the idea is, and as we know, there are hundreds of military bases worldwide. That look we at, know of. Look at Switzerland. During the war with the Nazis, the whole country is riddled with uh, underground riddled bases. With That's right. That's right. The people actually. In that too, show, Hunting Hitler, they found a lot of underground mm -hmm. tunnels. That was all. And so we know about military bases. We know there are underground military bases. What we're told about. I'm sure there's a lot more than that. Uh, and and who knows what they're doing? That's the whole argument. Is who we know that they're doing shit behind closed doors. Oh yeah. So so obviously we would assume that they're doing things underground as well. Um. That what what gets me though is where where the the theory starts to take a turn into the woo woo. <laughs> is where you start discussing the alien collaboration. Yes. And that all these underground bases aren't just for military. They aren't just for secret groups. They aren't just for secret societies and secret pol political movements, which I believe all that. <laughs> I believe all that. But no, no, no. It's not just that. It's also that since Eisenhower, there's been a... a, a, a Pact made an agreement, a, tr uh, a treaty, a treaty that was made to allow the aliens to do this. That's where it starts to get into real speculation. Because again, we can prove there's military bases underground. We can prove there's tunneling. We can prove there are deep, deep, dark corners of the government that exist that fuck around. And they have all these secret places and all this. Um, but we can't prove. We have no evidence. Uh, people argue this, but I believe we don't have any hard evidence that shows alien collaboration. There's a video. <laughs> what do you mean there's a video? I, I, I put in that video of the alien talking to the guy in the deep underground military Oh, base. that's right. Yeah, let's do that. We should observe this and see what our take is on this. All right, let's do that. Uh, let's see. Nope. Hold on. Let me find my place here. It is, it is a strange video because it looks pretty real. It's an anonymous video, which, you know, that could be anybody, but yeah. Let me see where it Oh, is. interacting with human. I got yep. it. Starting at 30 seconds, right? Yes. Yep. All right. I got it. Here we go. Alien talking to dude on the internet. An alleged encounter between a man and an extraterrestrial being took place at an undisclosed location within a secret base in the United States. The encounter reportedly occurred during the yeah, night. So, I mean, you're seeing a, a alien figure, mm -hmm. very close up, great detail, kind of standing around. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty elaborate looking, you know. Yeah, very, very, uh, very good looking, very detailed mm -hmm. alien. 
time and due to the video's quality, the specific surroundings remain unidentified. It is believed that this encounter took place in 2017, although no. The video although begins no. with a man standing a short distance away from what appears to be an extraterrestrial being commonly referred to as a grey. Both individuals face each other and maintain eye contact for several moments. The extraterrestrial's physical features resemble typical depictions of greys. A hairless pale greyish skin tone, large dark eyes and a slight frame. The man remains calm throughout the encounter, showing no signs of distress or fear. Their interaction appears to be non-verbal as no audible communication is captured in the leaked video. Despite this, their body language seems engaged and focused, the so man and the extraterrestrial being exchanged glances. I mean, that's a lot of assumptions. Yes. You know, it could be a guy and a and a guy standing together. and His arms are very thin, though. Perhaps attempting thin, to yeah. convey meaning or understanding to one another. It is worth noting that any interpretation of their interaction remains speculative due to the lack of context provided. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. After said. a brief period of visual engagement, the man and the extraterrestrial reach out and firmly shake hands. This momentary physical contact suggests a mutual acknowledgement. I mean, again, that's assuming a lot. Mm -hmm. We have no or agreement idea. between the two parties. The handshake appears formal, devoid of any overt displays of emotion or excitement. Both individuals maintain a composed demeanor throughout the encounter, further adding to the enigmatic nature of the video. It is important to emphasize that the authenticity and veracity of this video remain unverified as no official confirmation or statements have been released by the government or reputable sources. Skepticism should be exercised when evaluating the footage. The leaked video serves as a piece of intriguing but unconfirmed evidence in the realm of alleged extra- I mean, the hard part is... It's the whole thing is in slow motion mm -hmm. for no reason. And then also, I mean, there's, there's almost no movement. The arms never move. Oh, you'll the torso, <laughs> the torso just kind of sits as there, with man. any leaked material. It's already, I mean, where does it go from here? Well, so how he much shakes hands with him? You'll see. So right there. All right. Let me come so up here. This is what this, I want to watch. It's like a five minute video. Yeah. It's a little long. All right, so let's look at him shake the hand here real quick. That's what we want to analyze. Moreover, studying the hand of the man, bearded guy's index and middle fingers seem to disappear when reaching out to shake hands. Maybe his fingers are slightly bent. But we can see the uh, shadow his hand is casting onto the EBES hand. Well, that might not be shadowing. That might be actual, like, I don't know. So, what do you think? Almost looks like video distortion. Mm -hmm. Think. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that's, that's a weird. See, that's a weird one, though, because it's it's got pretty high detail of the creature. Yeah. It's an unknown look. It's just dark all around. It does look like practical video effects. remains an unverified yes. curiosity within the realm of alleged extraterrestrial encounter. But again, I mean, look. Aside from Rick Baker himself coming down and helping some nerds with a uh, an alien video, <laughs> people like Rick Baker exist. And Rick Baker is like the special effects guy. Mm -hmm. He does all kinds of makeup effects the best. 
He could do something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that can't actually. You don't even need mouth movement. All you got to do is move a arm. I mean, the the arm in the front, even though the other arm comes up, that that arm in the front doesn't move at all. Yeah. At all. Well, and if it does, it's very minute, right? It's very small. So, I mean, how, and, and you never see the alien actually shake his hand. All you see is the hand come up. And so literally all you've got to do in a video is, is raise the arm up. Which that can be done with animatronics. Well, not even that, a fucking string. Yeah. Yep. Fishing line. Yeah. Enough, but I we're mean, look not at very sure. Let's see if it looks led the by the wrist. And the rest of the alien's body seems quite realistic. It is Dude, Moreover, I am telling you, the forearm comes up first instead of reaching like this it's like this and then out dude i am telling you that is fake the only thing that gets me is we don't know what their anatomy is like though either so what do you mean well i mean how do we know what their body language is like i mean very very true but that's, that's assuming thing. a lot dude yes you know it's assuming a lot. i mean again look why here's what bothers me if an alien race is going to come to earth and actually interact to the point of shaking someone's hand. Why that guy? Yeah. <laughs> who is who that the guy? fuck is, is that, that guy? <laughs> it's actually Saddam. And they're <laughs> not going to go to the trouble. I mean, like, look, imagine this. Imagine if I go, let's say I want to make a deal with a country. Yeah. Let's say I'm a world leader. All right. I've never been to that country before. I don't know their people. I don't know their customs. I don't know anything. Okay. But I just walk over there and find a random dude and go, Hey, you speak for your country, right? <laughs> Let's make a deal right now. Exactly. I'm going to do this and you're going to give me that. And then that guy's going to go, okay. And then I'm yeah. going to be like, all right, no, no. What, what are you going to do? You're going to put, I mean, let's assume that, I mean, unless that guy is like knows something that we don't know, it's like a handler or something. I don't know. But like, why are these people speaking for the human race? Mm-hmm. Who are they? Why? And why do the aliens want them? Why wouldn't they? Po- Let's say they are. I mean, all right. If they're if they're bad, would you talk to the current president? <laughs> No, I would hope they wouldn't talk to the government at all. Exactly. I don't want them talking to the government at all. Fuck them. That's another thing is like, look, if they really are aliens that are speaking, that are working with government, Mm -hmm. we're fucked. Oh, yeah. Look, look, we are fucked. All right. So let's just hope that's not true. Yes. So all these people that are like, oh, it's a great thing that the aliens made a treaty with Eisenhower. No, it's not. If that's true. Uh, and then also it's like, I just don't understand why you wouldn't though. Everything you hear is always about, they want us to, to come together, become enlightened the good ones anyways. Mm -hmm. So we can join the galactic federation, right? Mm -hmm. Why meet with a small group of humans? If that's the case, why not communicate since you can clearly communicate through minds, telepathy? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just communicate to the whole world? Put that shit together. Well, maybe these are the bad ones. Well, then we're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but either way, I don't think that video. I mean, again, dude, how many ways could you fake something like that? Oh, yeah. Quite a few. Quite a, quite few. a few. But the, I wanted to show that, though, because yeah. it's the only thing I could actually find 
that's showing something realistic. I mean, practical effects. Yes. Yes, I'll give you yep. that. I'll give you that. It does not look digitally rendered. Mm-hmm. But, dude, the fact that there are no fingers wrapping around that guy's hands, they never actually shake hands. Mm-hmm. That's questionable as fuck. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's like, why did they cut it off there, right? Why? That is weird. Because you don't need to. All you got to yeah. have is raise the arm up. You don't have to squeeze or nothing. Mm-hmm. That's what makes, look, mouth movements make practical effects hard. Yeah. And it, uh, incredibly intricate body movements. That mm-hmm. right there, that alien barely moves. Yeah, like turns its head barely, a little bit. And I love how they're like, the body language, you can clearly see yeah. they're in an <laughs> engaging conversation. Like, what? Like, how? How do you know The that? guy yeah. is, li- the alien's literally shifting from the left to the right at the torso, yeah. by the way, at the torso, and barely moving at all. Mm-hmm. I, dude, I call extreme fuckery on that. Extreme. You guys can believe whatever you want. Obviously, you believe whatever you want. Links are in the show notes. Check it out for yourself. Yeah. What What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> but I, I'm as far as I'm concerned that that is easily fakeable. So I'm calling fuckery. You know, I don't know. Uh, we do have some. What do we have here? We have some info about Jack Parsons. Yes. Elron Hubbard and Crowley. How does that play into this? So Jack Parsons, JPL. Yeah. There's a, there should be a clip too that I put in there about it. Yeah. But I mean, how does it play? I mean, what is it? So obviously he worked for the government, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was working and basically followed the, Oh, the portal, the portals and the spirituality of Alistair Crowley, which was into basically like Satanism. Yeah. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard, obviously the lead, individual of science fiction and Scientology, right? Yeah. Yeah. They worked together and they tried to bring forth this demonic entity. I see. All right, so let's check it out. This is the story of the founder of NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory and the founder of Scientology and a secret ritual that was performed in the desert one fateful night in 1946, where a portal was opened and spiritual entities, i.e. UFOs, came through, heralding the beginning of a new era of humanity. No, this is not science fiction. This is the true story of the infamous Babylon working ritual. In this End Times production special report, we are going to show you just how dark our world really is. <laughs> All right, let's skip for a little bit. Much attention and controversy as the Babylon working ritual. Orchestrated by the enigmatic figures of Jack Parsons, a brilliant rocket scientist and co-founder of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL, and L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, this series of rituals sought to manifest the Thelemic goddess Babylon, and usher in a new era of human consciousness. But what was the true nature of the Babylon working? And what does it tell us about the convergence of science, religion, and esoteric pursuits? Well, that was the idea, Mm -hmm. is that he believed that what was lacking from uh, Aleister Crowley's work was Mm -hmm. science. Yes. That it couldn't be done with magic alone, that you had to implement science as in like physics and whatever else. Um, and so that's what he believed he could do. He believed that he could fulfill Alistair Crowley's work mm-hmm. by adding, by blending science and magic, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> in the modern age, to fully grasp the significance of the Babylon working, 
one must first understand the thelemic backdrop against which it was set. Alistair Crowley, a British occultist and mystic, founded the religious movement of Thelema in the early 20th century. Central to Thelemic cosmology is the figure of Babylon, a goddess figure embodying the liberating and transformative forces of the feminine divine. In Crowley's vision, Babylon would play a pivotal role in the forthcoming Aeon of Horus, a new era of human evolution and spiritual emancipation. He looks creepy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> an ardent follower of Crowley's teachings, believed himself to be a key agent in this coming transformation. While many knew Parsons for his groundbreaking work in rocketry, fewer were aware of his deep engagement with the occult. In early 1946, Parsons was joined by L. Ron Hubbard, an aspiring writer who would later achieve fame or infamy as the founder of Scientology. The two embarked on the Babylon Working, a series of rituals designed to incarnate the spirit of Babylon into human form, ultimately aiming to birth the so-called Moonchild. A magical Gross. child heralding a new dawn <laughs> for humanity. For those that aren't watching, they're showing like old footage yeah, it's from like a, what looks like movies. Yeah, and yeah, uh, like and weird. so they're showing like some weird turtle thing. <laughs> I don't. It almost looks like that thing that they showed in that uh, that trail cam. Oh, it does. The bald one, right? Yeah, because it has like a weird giant mouth. It yeah, like, it's like uh, something like small pox. Looks like a bot. It looks yeah, like, like a bass. Yeah, it looks gross. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> You've looked into the satanic side of the occult, correct? They practice satanic worship. She said he was conceived out of a nightmare during some satanic cult ritual. Drawing from a combination of Thelemic rites, Enochian magic, and their own innovations, Parsons and Hubbard conducted the ritual Hubbard. over several weeks. They believed their efforts bore fruit when Parsons met and became involved with an artist named Marjorie Cameron. Whom he considered the whoa. She is freaky. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she looks creepy as shit, dude. Well, you know they talk about like the Statue of Liberty too being the idea of Babylon, the Weird. goddess, because she has the rays of light, the beams across her crown. Oh, very interesting. So it's like an occultist idea. Yeah, embodiment of Babylon. There was an event that took place back in the late forties known as the Babylon Working Ritual. Now, this was a ritual that was carried out by Jack Parsons, uh, JPL. You know, people will even to this day say that JPL stands for, for Jack Parsons Laboratories, but on paper, it's Jet Propulsion Laboratories. JPL is major. It's a historic, I mean, so much surrounding this, so much history here. Uh, Jack Parsons was not professionally trained, yet he was tapping into high technology and building rockets. Yeah. How do you do that without any type of formal training? There were no rocket programs in America before Jack Parsons. This is paramount to understand. This guy was tapping into you know, theosophy, Thelema, Thelema, the, the religion of Aleister Crowley. Uh, he was a disciple of Aleister Crowley, and he was working with uh, L. Ron Hubbard, who was the founder of Scientology. Interestingly, not only did L. Ron Hubbard uh, start Scientology, but he was a science fiction writer. Uh, the movie Battlefield Earth with John Travolta. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, man. Well, that whole thing with uh, Jack Parsons and all that. So, but the idea is that he opened up a portal. Yes. Yep. That's what And I that he, these, he uh, potentially, that's where everything, again, 1946, 
uh, is when he supposedly opened up this portal and then things could have appeared. Just like CERN. Yeah. Opening exactly. a portal to let an entity. Uh, that that's way. right. Exactly. So it's a it's very interesting theory. I mean, it's it's super weird, man. Mm-hmm. Super weird. Um, what is this honeycomb earth theory that you've got? Oh, that's an ancient aliens thing. Oh, let's check it out. Yeah. Let's check it out. Ancient aliens. So huh? this is an idea that these beings basically are from inner earth. They're okay. here, essentially. And ancient aliens touches on this. Of course. Like everything. They, I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. the best. Yep. They're the best. They're the go-to, man. One of the most consistent themes that we find in ancient cultures when we travel around the world is the idea that there is another world, another earth inside of the planet. Within Buddhism, there's stories of a place called Agartha or Agarti, which is an inner world. And it's inhabited, too, by people and that they are an advanced race and even that they have uh, trains and vehicles that are moving through this inner earth. You know, again, going back to the idea that why would these ancient cultures go to all this trouble? One, where did they get the imagination? And then two, why would they go to all the trouble to put down in such a permanent fashion myths and fictions? When it's, when uh, again, certain things we take as fact, it's like the Bible. Mm -hmm. We talked about in the Bible Certain things are metaphors, but yet other things are considered not. Like the Garden of Eden, like we yeah. talk about. The Garden of Eden, by the way, go check out that episode. The Garden of Eden is supposed to be not a metaphor. It was a literal garden with mm-hmm. literal trees in which Eve ate a literal apple which with a literal snake. The science behind that, right? Yeah. And, and yet... Everything else is a metaphor or a lot of what? I mean, the the whole idea of Jesus's teachings was all parables and metaphors. Mm -hmm. But yet it was a literal garden as as opposed to a metaphor. The Garden of Eden being a metaphor for the perfect environment to create life. And in our modern times, the most uh, or even an advanced culture. Uh, an ideal environment to create life, the metaphor for Garden of Eden would be a laboratory. Mm-hmm. So again, this idea that these ancient cultures potentially were actually telling the truth. And then we, we real story it. that we changed it <laughs> because myth, right? whoever it was that wants control for whatever reason. I mean, it seems to be the reason seems to be to keep humans in the state they are in yeah. perpetual servitude, if you will. Yeah. Control dumb, to dumb down. Right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Never knowing their true potential. Is it possible that an other earth can be located within the confines of our own planet? That would be rad. Historically, underground realms were not relegated to mere mythology. Science. Well-respected scientists and mathematicians have long speculated about a theory that became known as Hollow Earth. The scientist Edmund Haley is most famous for Haley's Comet. He was also very interested in the Earth, and one of the... I didn't know that he was the Haley Haley's Comet mm-hmm. guy. Fascinating. The challenge is, was trying to figure out what was the real structure of the inside of the Earth. He had they a shut fascinating him down theory of not just a Hollow, hollow earth, earth, but an Earth with multiple layers. 
75 years later, 18th century mathematician Leonhard Euler put forth his own hollow earth theory with no concentric shells and a sun at the center spanning 600 miles. Euler was a gifted mathematician. He developed this idea that the planet Earth is not only hollow. Can I tell you something here really quick? Yeah. So what's strange is he has that idea of the sun in the center, right? Or like yeah. a core of the earth. Yeah. The Freemasons always say what lies above lies below. Ah. That's a, that's a saying they have in their floor is a checkerboard in their temple. It's black and white, the duality. Of course. So it's kind of strange to hear all this. Well, know. all things are connected, man. Mm-hmm. All things are connected. Thinned. And there are actually entrances into the inner core at the north and south poles of the Earth. He imagined that there were advanced civilizations living inside the planet. Ideas of an occupied hollow Earth would be revisited nearly two centuries later, in 1947, when famous polar explorer Admiral Uh, Richard Byrne flew reconnaissance missions over the North Pole. Well, it wasn't high jump. High jump was different. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, the polar exploration. Yeah, yeah. Pole. This is the North Pole, sir. South Pole. Allegedly (laughs) reported in his private journal. Well, high jump, just to clarify, high jump was the, it was the same guy, Mm -hmm. Admiral Byrd. Admiral Byrd, yeah. But just later on, Mm -hmm. there are theories and rumors that he was, he was tasked with going to Antarctica to hunt Nazis. Yeah. And that he came across a big uh, Nazi base. Yeah, under like a submarine yes. base and all kinds yes. of stuff. Yep. Yes. A craft that shot yeah. him. So same guy, different uh, different time, pole. Different time period. <laughs> yeah. 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 About a mysterious land beyond the North Pole, which he called the center of the great unknown. Admiral Richard Byrd was able to fly to the North Pole and back and recorded flying over lush green areas where none should have been. And then three years later, he flew over the South Pole. It's rumored that when Admiral Byrd's task force actually got to Antarctica, that one of the first things they discovered was an entrance into a hollow Earth Remember that image I showed you? Yep. The coordinates. by very, very advanced beings. Admiral Byrd made a lot of unusual statements, including talking about what he called a new kind of craft that could fly from pole to pole. And when Byrd got back to the United States, he was brought back to Washington where he was questioned very heavily about his statements. And allegedly he was told to stop talking about this. Is it possible? I mean, again, as they're about to say, is it possible? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is possible. Why Why would he make this up? Yeah. I mean, he's an admiral. He has a whole fleet in his command. My question always is, it's like the chicken and the egg argument. Mm-hmm. Did he make these claims before the government supposedly questioned him or after? Because that... Look, from what we know about my manipulation, you know, I'm not saying that he is lying. I'm not saying that they captured him. None of that. But I'm saying that while we're thinking about the possibilities, is it possible that instead of Bird coming back and giving his testimony and then being questioned by the by the government, instead he was brought in? And told what to say, as in this, and sent out. 
because mm-hmm. that would change things. So to me, I think the time frame, if we can establish, well, he gave these testimonies before he ever talked to, which if you think about military, if he comes back, what's the first thing he's going to do? He's going to debrief. Yeah, he has to. Yep. So, I mean, you know, is it possible that he was fed this stuff and that, and that, and that like some of the other cases that we've looked at, like Paul Benowitz and whatnot, that he was actually captured for a reason. I mean, it's right in that time frame, dude. Yeah, it's true. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it's up there with the same possibility that he, I mean, and again, look, if he was told this and put under intense, as they said, intense questioning, mm-hmm. It gives him plenty of time to implant something that he could go with. And and keeping in mind, this is one of the foundational aspects of the UFO phenomenon. Yes. So are we looking at the seed of disinformation or are we looking at the seed of an honest, truthful person who saw something crazy, as in real crazy, not crazy, crazy? Uh, and then was able to get that out before they got a hold of him. Or, I mean, I don't know, man. Well, he has journals too. I'd be interested to see what his journal yeah, logs yeah. are. It is very interesting. You know, I mean, the hard part is like, again, kind of tying it into what we've all talked about with um, trail cams and all that stuff is the reality is, with as limited as our perception is as humans, mm-hmm. as easy as it is to, f- to trick us for ourselves to trick ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with the knowledge that our universe, our world is full of things that we can barely understand. I mean, we, we barely understand our own consciousness. We barely understand what reality really is, what that means as far as the chemical makeup in our brains, you know, are these cryptids a matter of a, a, an overdose of DMT or is it actually us lifting the veil on another realm? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it, is it like uh, like Mike uh, Ricksecker has said that these frequencies in which things are seen the realms that are separated by frequencies and things like that. Is it, is there a moment in time where these frequencies overlap and that's what we're seeing? Well, with Admiral Byrd and his idea of an inner earth, that's no mixing of frequencies (laughs) to create something he thinks he saw. It, it, based on his accounts, he was able to fly through this cavern and see all these crazy things, right? Yeah. So clearly that's not a chemical imbalance. <laughs> well, I'll give you my theory. Yeah, what's this. the theory? So I feel that there is fallen angels or entities under the earth, right? Yeah, they yeah. Treated under earth like this. Obviously, they made some pact with our government for these elitists to keep control. They made a... A treaty that said, hey, we'll give you so many people per year for tech. So you do believe the treaty idea? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like that happened. 
What um, makes you believe that that happened? Well, Eisenhower marched his whole Fifth Army on Colorado. <laughs> he actually moved his army to go to that base. So he he had that that army. He was threatened. And he also, isn't he the one that stated too about the military industrial oh, yes, complex? Yes, yes. So he was giving hints about what was happening here. But I think yeah. that what's happened is, yes, we have these entities. and these, You know, in that same speech, he yes. mentions the medical industrial complex as well. Yeah, like med beds and yep. stuff that's hidden, hidden tech yeah. from us, right? Yeah. That the elites and the government have, but we don't have. And it goes to show that the, the you know, the technology levels mm-hmm. that were around then, you know, is a lot uh, more than what we give it credit. Oh, yeah. And I think it's, yeah. you know, if it was 50 years in advance. But going back to that, though, I think they have taken things with abductions and stuff of people and made these genetically altered creatures as well. I think we're seeing a mix of everything. It's kind of like a mixed bag. It's like, Hey, it's not one or the other. It's all of them. Yes. Yeah. I think we've got people messing around with entities that are spiritual in nature. We've got government debauchery (laughs) of entities. Well, that's the whole idea is like it, it again, my, you know, to bring up Mike Ricksecker, great conversation. We had go check it out. Um, is that he says that, look, I mean, based on all these things that we don't know, we're, we're only as far as van- advanced as what we've discovered. Um, we only know what we know. Yeah. And based on that, the way he describes, and I love the way he puts this together, is he says, imagine taking 10 different puzzle boxes pouring all the pieces together, mixing them all up, and then taking 90% of that and throwing it away. Now, he was referencing the ancient world, mm-hmm. as in, you know, we have certain pieces that do line up and, and mix and match, but we don't have the whole picture. So everything that we talk about, speculation, a lot of it is. Educated as it might be, Yes, it's all speculation coming from archaeologists and, and as they say, pseudo archaeologists or just <laughs> people outside archaeology that are engineers and whatnot saying it's not possible. But then on top of that, I think it applies to all of this phenomenon is that because we are limited species, because we cannot perceive a majority of what's around us, we are limited based on that. And so of course, we're always going to speculate as to what we think things are. That's the fun part. Mm-hmm. What gets me, though, is when people keep saying things like, I know, I know it's this, I know it's that, it's got to be this, it's got to be that. Bitch, we don't know shit. <laughs> and that's what it really comes down to. We don't know shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can just, we can theorize. These That's things, right. You know? That's right. Exactly. But here's what I do know. What I do know is that it's time for a facts and fuckery. <laughs> it's the segment where we go over the news, current events. We try to separate facts from fuckery. This is facts and fuckery. All right. So look, look, let's get, let's get right into it. Shall we? I appreciate you all uh, sticking with us so far. It's been a great show so far. I love yeah. it. Um, and again, let let us all know what you think. Possible, you know, quit it. 
let us know what you think. Show notes in the chat, in the show notes. I mean, in the description, in the comments, uh, in the live chat, whatever. Let us know uh, what you think so far. But, uh, but all right. So on the agenda, right off the bat, uh, we're, we're going to talk about good old Kirkpatrick. <laughs> good old Sean Kirkpatrick. The Pentagon's, as they say, ex-alien hunter admits a lot of UFO sightings are actually secret military craft. So he says in a, as they say, a candid interview regarding UFO (laughs) sightings, uh, he admits that a lot of the UFO sightings are likely the result of secret military intelligence or commercial projects rather than extraterrestrial phenomenon. He emphasizes that there are numerous observations of advanced U.S. programs, but clarifies that none of them are extraterrestrial. He highlights that historically sightings like Roswell, interesting the name drop, and other unusual phenomenon often had ties to classified military and intelligence projects, as in with uh, Roswell, they claimed that it was project. Was it project Montauk? No, mm, no. no oh, it was a uh, monsoon or no. Uh, God damn it. What was it that they said? It was, um, what was it? Government's official. I got to look this up. Government's. It was project something. Mon- it wasn't monsoon. God damn it. Uh, government's. Official uh, reason or uh, official, what's the word I'm looking for? Official statement of what Roswell was. Hold on, let's look. Official statement regarding the Roswell incident, which occurred in 1947, is the debris found near Roswell, New Mexico, was Project Mogul. Mogul. Top secret project aimed at using high-altitude balloons to detect sound waves generated by Soviet atomic bomb tests. That's what they said. Now, at first, they said it was a weather balloon, Mm -hmm. right? But then they changed it later to Project Mogul, which was technically still a balloon. Yeah, it's a balloon, but it's looking for cold, like correct, cold war stuff, right? Uh, but what I would say is, I believe that it was actually a cover. I believe Roswell was actually a cover up for uh, Project. Uh, man, I am I am completely drawing a blank on all these things. So many uh, Project, Project Sunshine, <laughs> yeah, Project Sunshine, uh, where they actually were kidnapping. American Japanese and experimenting on them, radiation effects and altitude effects. Hmm. Um, and it was in White Sands. And I believe White Sands was uh, like two hours away from Roswell. Yeah, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's very far. Mm-hmm. It's in 1953. Yeah. So now Project Sunshine, 1953, yeah, like you said, was uh, understanding the impact of radioactive fallout on the world's population. So think about how they tied in. Here, one, Project Mogul, they said, oh, we, we were testing for radiation, and here they are. They're actually, they're trying to understand the impact. So already connected, 
around the same time frame. The project generated significant controversy due to the methods used for acquiring human tissue samples. It was revealed that many of the remains used in the project were obtained without prior consent from the relatives of the deceased. And and mind you, this is only what they're telling you officially. But keep in mind that they're telling you this officially. <laughs> that they're that already they were acquiring human tissue samples without approvement, as they say, from the dead. I don't think they were dead. I think that they were actually using slaves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even going back that far. Uh, they say that the especially concerning cases involving babies. And young children, over 1,500 samples were gathered globally, Jeez, including from countries like Australia, Europe, without parental consent or knowledge. For example, mind you, this is what is confirmed, okay? Mind you, a British mom reported that her stillborn baby's legs were removed by doctors without her knowledge. What the hell? <laughs> And she was not allowed to dress the baby for the funeral to prevent her from discovering what had happened. Hmm. All connected to Project Sunshine, which was happening around the same time. And I believe, also known as Project Grudge, by the way, but I believe that that's what they were really doing. They continued it in 58 in Belgium. Yes. They moved on. And I believe that's what they were doing and that it was much worse than what they're making out here, which is already pretty bad. Yeah. Taking off babies. But that it was actually live people Hmm. that were emaciated. American, remember what was happening in the 1940s with American Japanese. Mm -hmm. Right? The internment camps. That's right. You got a, a full access to human slaves in America. Yeah. And I believe that's what they were doing. Now, what does, let's say you have a nine-year-old starved, uh, um, dis, disfigured by radiation effects and high altitude being launched in these balloons, or as I believe they were these craft, these discs, mm-hmm. and that they felt that they were experimenting with the Nazi bell. Hmm. And that that's what crashed in Roswell. And it wasn't full of aliens like that poor farmer saw. It was full of women and children that looked like aliens because they were scrawny, thin, bulging eyes, hairless. They're probably kept underground in a deep Dude, underground I'm telling you, base. they're going to be gray skin because they're dead. And their eyes bulging. I'm telling you, bro. They're in the dark. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it was. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, that's my theory. Either way, back to the story. So, again, he's tying it back with Roswell. He says that these sightings were often the result of secret technologies being tested or deployed. Kirkpatrick points out that advanced technologies are being commercialized, and people may not always recognize these advancements leading to UFO misconceptions because they don't tell us shit. Why would they tell us? Exactly. Hey, guess what, gang? Guess what's coming out and flying <laughs> around the skies now? No, they're not going to tell you. Uh, he says that he provides an example of unusual sightings, such as giant sphere-shaped objects with cubes inside, which some may mistake for alien crafts. Those are real things that exist. They're like a radar drone type thing. And so he explains that these are the next generation of spherical drones 
hmm. is what he's saying. He says that these spherical drones are constructed by placing cubes inside large inflatables with thrusters at the corners of the cube for precise maneuverability. And there's research at, as he says, the University of Singapore as evidence of this technology. So, and again, all the links are in the show notes for the story, so you're going to all read it for yourself. But uh, look, here's what I'm getting at, okay? Take, however you feel about Kirkpatrick, why do you believe one government stooge over another? Why is it that Grush says it and it's got to be gospel, but Kirkpatrick says it and it's got to be lies? Why? They both work for the government. Although Grush claims he went under distress, we don't know that. We have no proof of that. Mm-hmm. But here, Kirkpatrick, what reason does he have to lie? It's part of the same bird. He's leaving the department. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If anything, he has more reason to join the other side. So he has a career outside of this thing. Mm -hmm. Imagine if he flips sides, the book deals, the podcast tours he'd be going oh, on. Yeah, but because he's <laughs> naysaying it, nobody wants him on. Yep. Nobody. Because he's not saying what people want. That's all. That's all. And that's my point. Is like, look, he's not saying what you want, so he must be lying. <laughs> He's the same part of the same group that you say are all telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Christopher Mellon, Grush, Greer, Lou Elizondo. They all work for the government. What makes one tell the truth and the other lie? How would you know? How no. would you know? And how would you know who's captured and who's not? Here's what I can say about Kirkpatrick. Everything he says in that statement is true. Everything he said, as far as what, what drone technology is coming out, that a lot of these, there's a lot of commercial stuff out there that people don't know about. There's a lot of private stuff that people don't know about. There's a whole next generation of drones coming that nobody knows about. I'm telling you, dude. I, I like in the chat, somebody put, it's all highly classified because there's a breakaway society trying to screw us all over and leave. I mean, look, I agree <laughs> that that's the case with technology. Mm -hmm. I believe that they've got cures to diseases. I believe that they've got lots of technology, but, but I don't believe that they have alien bodies and UFOs. I just don't. I, I because nobody's provided evidence in 30 plus years mm -hmm. that they've been actively working for disclosure. That's what I mean. I mean, look, yeah, you can go back to the earth to the fifties when they were having Senate hearings. That's the whole reason why Eisenhower got up there. He was talking about the UFO problem, mm -hmm. right? So even way back then they were talking about it. There's nothing new that's transpired from this. And, and I think the only thing, only thing that has come out of this is a little bit of truth from Kirkpatrick that, Hey, a lot of this shit is classified government technology. And I've been highlighting that for a while. So look, he proves what I'm saying. So I'm going to believe him. Isn't that what everybody does? <laughs> well, he's saying what I believe. So he must be right. I mean, look, dude, I, I think if, if he's right or it, it, I mean, if, if everybody else in the government is telling the truth, but he's not, I don't get it. What makes him any different? What makes them any different? Yeah, it's same thing. So, so anyways, I, I, you know, I, I believe what you want. I mean, that's what it really comes down to. It comes down to believe what you want. And then along the same idea is the Pentagon <laughs> is talking about what 
approving new policy that aims to reduce the classification level of certain highly secretive space programs and technologies. Imagine that. Now imagine that that's what disclosure is. Imagine that disclosure is finally the government opening itself up and saying, all right, here's what's coming, gang. I think they're doing it on purpose to do a Project Bluebeam. Oh, I well, I agree prep. with that. They need to amp up. Yeah, They've got they so much up. hidden technology. It's getting to the point where if they showcase any of it, it's going to blow people's minds. Yeah, they have so to they have to culture. bump up the next phase. Yep. Yeah. So according to the DOD Assistant Secretary for Space Policy, John Plum, <laughs> Jesus. Long title. <laughs> the existing policies that have kept these programs classified are outdated and no longer relevant to the current national security space environment. Now, keep that in mind. That's a very loaded statement right there. It's no longer relevant to the current national security space environment, meaning that they were keeping things classified due to national security. That's what everybody says is the reason they're keeping UFOs underground, right? Mm -hmm. Is due to national security. So is this not one and the same? You would, yeah, you would assume so. Okay. Right? So already we're talking the same language. The belief is that sharing some of these technologies and programs will benefit the U.S. in terms of space superiority. So they're like, hey, guys, we need more, so we're going to show you more. But we can't even make it back to the moon, supposedly. Yeah, right? supposedly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So here's what they say. It's important to note that the policy change does not mean full declassification, meaning there is still shit they're going to keep locked up. And public disclosure of these programs and technologies will involve lowering their classification levels to enable collaboration with private industry and allies while maintaining a level of secrecy. Dude, they're talking exactly like if they were to say, we are going to release a little bit about UFOs. Mm -hmm. Just put UFOs in there somewhere. It's same language, dude. You wait as you're going to hear this in the UFO community as though this is an admittance to there being UFOs because they're going to say, well, this is the craft that, that this is the technology that was inspired by recovery. That I guarantee it. Yeah, I guarantee that's what they're going to say. Uh, so, okay, so then they say the DOD's primary objective is implementing this policy change is to gain an asymmetric advantage and force multiplier in space, surpassing the capabilities of, oh, imagine that, China and Russia. Yeah, the space race. Is imagine that. Right? that. So they're <laughs> using a scapegoat, which is another country, which is mm -hmm. exactly what they do all the time. Well, China and Russia are doing it. Mm-hmm. So, dude, this is going to get out of control. Do you think NASA is just a big funnel to uh, use funds and put it oh, elsewhere? Fuck yeah. You know, the space. The whole government is, dude. Dollars. The whole government is. Exactly. Oh, we need $120 billion for Ukraine, do you? Is that where yeah. it went? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So everybody has uh, yeah. $2,500 uh, cards yeah, exactly. and cell phones. Exactly. Yeah. We won't go into that, but yeah. No, you're right, though. You're right. Yeah. And here's what they mentioned, special access programs. One of the key drivers 
behind this policy shift is the use of SAPs. What's the language that Grush uses? And Greer, special access oh, programs. Right. Yep. SAPs, yep. Hmm. So look, they're using the same language. Mm -hmm. Now you could argue it's because they're up there. They have to use the same language because Grush and Greer and all these people have been telling us this like for this long. Right? But here's what we know. We already know these things exist. The argument is, well, what are they covering up? Is it really alien stuff or is it their own stuff? It, as far as I'm concerned, this is you could take this however you want. Yeah. You can take this and say, well, they are about ready to release reverse engineered technology. And that's what they're going to show us, which I guarantee the entire disclosure movement is going to do. Or you can simply argue that they are already, they've been working on all this shit and that they're just now ready to release it either way that it doesn't have to be alien, but people are going to jump on it as though this means it's alien. Well, that's like I had a discussion about the TR3B today with several people, and they're like, yeah. oh, what's that? And I was like, well, it's basically a triangle craft Yeah, that's been around forever. We've talked about it in a prior show. They have holograph technology, like one of the people commented, too. Yeah. That's all been out there. Yep. They're just, it's regurgitating this information to the masses. Exactly. Again, to get in your head when it happens. Exactly. I agree. So you watch. This is going to go into, this is going to be in satellites. It's going to be in shuttles. It's going to be in aircraft. It's going to be in drones. It's going to be weaponry. It's going to be in all of it. All of it. Mm -hmm. And speaking of weaponry, speaking of weaponry, well, first of all, let's talk about how the Pentagon wants to go to war <laughs> in space. Is to say, wait, another front? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Isn't it like WW3? Basically. And a half so here, here, so here's this. So this is just a random satellite, but, uh, but it, so here's what they say. Recently, the U.S. Again, all the links are in the show notes. Um, recently, the U.S. military leaders gathered for a change of command ceremony for the U.S. Space Force at Peterson Space Force Base in Colorado Springs. The primary purpose of this event was to appoint a new head of the Space Force. Throughout the speeches given at the ceremony, there was significant discussion and concern about the possibility of a space war. Speakers highlighted the increasing likelihood of conflict beyond Earth's atmosphere, particularly focusing on, guess what? Russia and China. Dude, the scapegoats. Mm -hmm. Always. They're always going to use those. Yeah. Oh, we got to release advanced technology because China and Russia. Oh, we got to go to war in space because China and Russia. It's not us wanting to do it. It's China and Russia. It was emphasized that the U.S. relies heavily on satellite, GPS, and other space-based systems, making the country vulnerable to attacks in space. Oh, whose fault is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you put a bunch of satellites up there, and now all of a sudden you're vulnerable? Who imagined? Who imagined? What's that? Uh, what was Elon Musk thing called that you had? Starlink. Uh, star. Uh, Starlink. Yeah. So that's basically the a Starlink whole, that's constellation. A whole grid. Yeah, it's a whole grid of satellites across. Oh yeah, sixty-five thousand is what he wants. So why? Yeah, why? Mm -hmm. He claims he claims that it is to give the world internet. That he will be able with that many satellites, he'll be able to create a constellation above the Earth that will give 
enough because mind you each satellite covers about 10 square miles of space yeah so at that you're looking at about six hundred and fifty thousand square feet right Mm -hmm. if it's 10 square miles sixty-five thousand satellites or is it more than that yeah it's more than that is it more uh, than that well that just leads me to believe that's just to monitor everybody on earth oh yeah (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? But either way, I think this is all tied in. Mm -hmm. You know, his his as he's already done, he moves it around Russia and Ukraine based on what the government wants. He moves it around wherever they want. uh, The government, that is, because it's a government subsidized. Mm -hmm. So what's he going to do? Say no? Well, then they're going to pull their payment from him. So either way, so they say that, oh, well, we're so reliant that we need to do this. So that way, Russia and China can't do the same thing, which they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Kathleen Hicks, uh, United States um, Deputy Secretary of Defense, pointed out that both Russia and China have conducted ec- operations to degrade the space advantages of the U.S. and its allies, I'm sure. How would we know that? so they say to prevent conflict in space they have to create a deterrence against the competitors the clear competitors that are china and russia against aggression any potential aggression so of course they're going to do this so that way they can uh so they can say that it's uh it's all part of this but then, I mean, look, I mean, it's again, it's going to go through uh, everything. This whole ramping up technology you watch the the next six years is going to be nuts. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to it, be it, it all kind of comes together because you have AI yeah. blossoming. Yep. You've got this like Skynet. Somebody said, on the yep. chat, you know, interconnecting everything. I mean, literally, that's a great way for tech to absolutely control. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then you have this, uh, let me see if I can find it here. The dragon. Oh, come on now. The dragon, uh, dragon fire combat laser. Ooh. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. The combat. What is it? The, uh, high power dragon fire combat laser successfully downed aerial target. It's a combat laser with classified power and range. Classified. Hmm. So you don't know you don't know how powerful it is, uh, but it demonstrated remarkable precision with the ability to hit a small object the size of a coin from a kilometer wow. away. Holy shit. It's not just microwaving your food. Yeah. <laughs> While there are no immediate plans to deploy dragon fire to troops. <laughs> The MOD, which is the Ministry of Defense, is actively evaluating its potential applications. Didn't we do a show about dues? Yeah, directed energy weapons. Oh, yeah. This is just a dragon fire version. Yeah. (laughs) It marks a crucial step towards the eventual deployment of this technology. It's already deployed. Yeah, it's already deployed. (laughs) In the 80s and the 90s, combat lasers were considered science fiction. But now... Over the years, advances in optical technology have led to more powerful laser systems. Recent developments have seen the power of combat lasers reach up to 300,000 watts. 
Jesus. With upgrades underway to reach 500,000 watts. You know, yeah. I, I want a lightsaber. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, if you got this kind of stuff, why can't we make like lightsabers? Dude, That's you cool. know, back in the day, uh, which was a Wednesday, but back <laughs> in the early days of the Constitution, mm-hmm. uh, you the highest form of weaponry that you could get was a cannon. Mm-hmm. And you were allowed to own it because so did the government. Yeah. So it was fair to defend yourself. Now imagine. What you would need, as Biden has said, uh, you would need an F-16 to fight the government. Fight the government. (laughs) Dude, crazy. Yeah. So it can take down cruise missiles, of course. But what else? And get this, the Israeli army Hmm. has employed the iron beam combat laser, which operates at 100,000 watts. Oh, yeah, because they have the iron dome. And is used alongside the iron dome, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And the UK directed energy weapon is currently the most potent combat laser system in deployment. Crazy, dude. Not cool. No, it's not. No, it's, <laughs> it's not, not cool. It's not cool. But that's that's where it is, man. Yeah. That's where it is. It's nuts. It is absolutely nuts, dude. All right. So let's talk about this. Arctic zombie virus, <laughs> shall we? I got to throw the word in zombie. Of course. Just to get your attention. Of course. <laughs> the Arctic doesn't look like much, <laughs> but scientists warn of a unique pandemic threat emerging from the Arctic due to ancient viruses frozen in the permafrost. Oh, so it's a, it's a hint back to climate change. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yep. We're melting the caps. Uh, these ancient viruses are referred to as Methuselah microbes or zombie viruses due to their potential to reemerge. Strains of these viruses have already been isolated, raising concerns of a major disease outbreak. The threat is not from new diseases, but from diseases originating in the distant past. Scientists are worried that Earth's Warming climate could release these ancient pathogens into the environment. So mind you that since the narrative and the rhetoric is that there's no going back from climate change, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning they're going to release these. Yeah. They're going to. Yeah. They're they're saying this is happening on purpose. So they're basically coming right out and saying that, look, due to climate change, these things are going to happen. Yeah. So it's going to give them a reason, believe what you want, Mm -hmm. but they are more than capable of making and distributing viruses. In fact, we're going to go over a story here shortly about that. You know, they actually have military training. It's a zombie apocalypse. Fuck yeah. There's actually training. They better. (laughs) They should, man. I mean, if they got UFOs in a handbook, they should absolutely have zombies. Um. So scientists are planning an Arctic monitoring network to detect early cases of diseases caused by ancient microorganisms. So mind you, to detect cases of disease. So they're already planning on there being cases of disease. Already. They're already saying it's going to happen. You tell me we got a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) So, so with that comes this idea of this Chinese um, virus. 
or not Chinese virus. Say, wait, see. another one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it is. Uh, don't tell me I didn't bring it up here. Hold on just a second, gang. I apologize. I apologize. The, the next one, is it the? What's that? The Found mice. Significant. This is the mice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I have a video for it and I did. What is going on? And I didn't. Uh, yeah, that? I saw this all over the place. This is really becoming quite prevalent. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all right, Jesus. Everything on my screen just totally dipped out. Somebody said they got like, some of the those uh, Wuhan bats in the mice caves. <laughs> yeah. There's ice caps. <laughs> Dude. Dude, for real. All right, so here we have the... Uh, this is, according to The Rising, here is an interesting conversation um, with a, a doctor. Now, the first part, it's a two-parter. The first part of this is about spinning up covid fears all right kids in masks oh yeah of course <laughs> but here's here's what it is is getting us we they gotta they gotta drum up the fear again remember we can't let you forget hmm. we cannot let you forget have we learned nothing from the coronavirus pandemic new reporting suggests chinese laboratories just can't help themselves. According to the Daily Mail, Chinese scientists have reportedly developed a mutant coronavirus strain that attacks the brain and has a 100% kill rate in mice. Wor now, before you get all freaked out right away going, oh, my God, 100%. Keep in mind, it is humanized mice. Mm -hmm. It is not humans. It is humanized mice. Now, what does that mean? Altered DNA. Altered DNA. But that doesn't a smaller creature. But they're a smaller creature. They're in an extremely sterile environment where your immune system, I would say, is very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not I don't I doubt that they're giving these mice robust vitamin regimens to keep their immune system healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways. First, they admit there's a risk it could spill over to humans. The virus is a modified version of a strain found in pangolins and was tested. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. Holy shit. Round two. Sit yep. on mice expressing a protein found in humans to test that the disease might impact people. Reportedly, all mice infected with the virus died between seven and eight days after being infected with symptoms including their eyes turning completely white, rapid weight loss, and fatigue. Researchers additionally found significant viral load in the mice's brains, lungs, noses, eyes, and windpipes. Imagine hearing, that's a significant load. <laughs> While the potential for a new pandemic could be rising here at home, pandemic prevention measures have done a full 180. Oakland's new COVID policy is allowing even students who test positive for the coronavirus to this attend classes. Now? This is happening now. So right now this is happening. Supposedly. That's mm. what they're saying. And so they're 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 saying that I believe this is from I'm gonna be really bummed out if this is uh, a much older one. No, it's eleven days. Eleven days. So something's going down the pipe here, man. Yeah. Oh, I know. Hmm. I'm telling you. As long as the child is asymptomatic, they can go to school, though they are encouraged to wear a mask. So already they're saying, they're ramping it up, saying that, oh, we better be careful. They're being too lax. Look at all these lax people. Oh, no. What are they doing? Here to discuss the coronavirus and this potential new mystery disease out of China is Alina Chan. All right. So now this lady, who is a scientist, 
is going to speak about the hazards of allowing these scientists to just do whatever the fuck they yeah, want. Yeah, why are they? Why are they? <laughs> so she point? brings up a great point, and here's what it is. <laughs> Scientific advisor at the Broad Institute of MIT and Harvard and co-author of Viral, The Search for the Origins of COVID-19. Welcome back to Rising Up. Which we still don't know. Mm. There's a lot of people that say they know, but it hasn't come out officially. The origins. I mean, come on, people. Alina. Thanks for having me. So if it is possible to uh, to calm us down All right, this and blunt as sense. necessary, what is this? Is this study not somehow not as bad as it seems? What's going on? Yes, the, the wording in this study is a bit unfortunate because the pandemic virus, SARS-CoV-2, also causes 100% of humanized mice to... Huh? Mm. Interesting, right? Because mm -hmm. when you hear that, you think, well, how is that different from COVID-1? Oh, not at all. No. It's the exact same thing. Now, here's what do. we know. <laughs> it, uh, we know for a fact that COVID did not kill 100% of people. Mm-hmm. Not even close. I'm still here. You're still here. <laughs> a lot of people are. Yeah. Okay. I yep. mean, a lot of people. Now, yeah, a lot of people died, but a lot of people die of flu every year. Yes. So all I'm getting at is, is that it makes it sound, as she said, it makes it sound really bad, but it's nothing new. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing that happened to the first round. Yep. So keep that in mind. So it's not clear based on this new letter whether or not the, the pangolin virus is, is more concerning than the pandemic virus. So, again, I think that's put out simply to get people freaked out. Mm -hmm. Hence fuckery. But it yeah. is yet another example where the public is only learning about risky virus research once it is, once it is done. Once it is done and published, that's when the public finds out. So if people don't, don't get to find out before the work is done. That is apparently no consultation. And what this means is that if these viruses had not been published and if they unfortunately leaked from a lab, there would be no way for the public to tell if this was from nature or if it came from a lab, if it had been genetically enhanced. So so keep that in mind. Note to self, don't eat Ritz crackers. You got a ton of mice poop in them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Cracker factory. <laughs> Thanks for ruining me on Ritz. But, <laughs> but what what's interesting about this is that she's saying that, look, it, if this were to get out, you wouldn't know if it was in nature. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't know if it derived from a lab. You wouldn't know. And it, you wouldn't know until it was already killing people. Yep. And that's what she's saying. And she goes on. This is a real concern for, for the world. What do we know about the safety protocol and effect at the lab where this study was done? As I understand it, a big part of the negligence with respect to COVID-19 was that the kind of equipment being used at the lab was insufficient for the uh, virality of the, um, the virus that was being created. So just to clarify, this, this wasn't the Wuhan lab. This was a separate lab in a different part of China. A different lab. <laughs> How many labs are doing this shit? A lot. Yeah. A lot of them. So it's not Wuhan. It's another one working on another COVID shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why are we allowing this? Why are we? And that's her question. She goes on. Uh, but typically, these types of viruses had been handled at pretty low biosafety at BSL-2. So at this level, there's almost no tracking of lab escapes. 
almost no tracking of lab escapes. The lowest security. What the fuck? Sounds like it's being done on purpose. It's to me. being done on purpose. <laughs> yep. So if you had been infected, I mean, look, it, negligence is negligence. Mm-hmm. You can argue whatever you want for whatever reason, money, funding, stupid people doesn't matter. It's negligence mm-hmm. period. And you've got scientists that are just working on shit that can do anything, whatever, <laughs> just go to that pangolin and then this bat and then that person. And now it's got Jeff. <laughs> it's just crazy affected by a virus like SARS-CoV-2 that has only mild symptoms there's no way you would have caught that and traced it back to the lab and had an, an investigation so uh, this this letter that came out about the pangolin virus actually did not state at what level of biosafety the experiments were done so it could have been low it could have been high there's no way to t- so see that's another thing they didn't even say in this case what the security measures were mm-hmm. that's insane that's insane. So I think this is yet another reminder that we can't let scientists self-regulate on these sort of experiments, you know, because the, the benefits are unclear of the study, but the risks are real. So the risk could impact billions of people around the world. So a scientist might act on a dangerous idea at inappropriate biosafety, and unfortunately, billions of people pay the price. So this is yet another reminder that we, we can't just let scientists do whatever they want. Let me just put this in perspective for you, okay? There are speed limit signs on the highway to keep you going too fast because you're too dumb to know how to drive your car at high speed. That's how they regulate you. Mm-hmm. They make you wear a seatbelt, okay? But yet in the world of extreme diseases, that could get out and infect the human race. Not only are there no speed limits, there are no locks on the doors. There's no seat belts. There's no regulation whatsoever. And yet they regulate the fuck out of everything you do. So it is, it, I, I mean, you know, and I'm not going to play the whole, everybody knows the rhetoric or oh, for them, not us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all get it. It's but like the golden rule, right? <laughs> it's just insane to me to think that of all the things, of all the things out there to just let humans just dabble in, uh, you'd think that since they put people to death for witchcraft, <laughs> That maybe they would take the same approach, maybe not just attacking women, but like if you're a scientist that makes up some real bad shit, maybe we should infect you with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like let's do. Yeah. (laughs) You want human trials, motherfucker? You got it. Yeah. You got it. Bend over, dude. Yeah. Bend over. It's going straight in your ass. Straighten your ass. There's oh, you have probing. a new form of uh, of uh, a poison ivy. Straighten your ass. Aliens are behind this it's, one. It's like little Nicky, dude. It's just yeah. Uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's just nuts to me that that again. Like the best way I can look at it as is like for a vehicle that could possibly hurt someone. Uh, they're making you wear a seatbelt and drive at a certain speed limit. So you don't hurt anyone Mm -hmm. like even by accident. Yeah. 
Because they don't trust that you know how to. I know how to drive, dude. I can take this <laughs> turn at 45. Don't tell me it's a 35. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yet, something that can infect the whole human race. Nah, no safety <laughs> measures, no security. Kind of makes you question everything, doesn't it? Everything. Mm-hmm. Which you should be questioning yes. everything anyways. That's actually a part of science. That's that right. I want you to think about. That's right. <laughs> All right. So something I want to talk about uh, before we, because we're going to wrap this up soon, but something I want to think, uh, I want to talk about a little bit is the, uh, the Diana Walsh Pasolka on uh, Jogan. Mm. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend you go watch it. She's got a, 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 an amazing book called American Cosmic. Um, her idea, her whole focus of her research revolves around the relationship between religion and technology and how advancements in technology influence and shape religious beliefs and practices, as well as the creation of new belief systems. She's also got other books. I uh, haven't can wait, uh, but. She's she is now a believer in UFOs. She started getting involved in her whole idea of American Cosmic is that um, it's a deep exploration of how myths, religions and belief systems are created with a focus on the cultural significance of UFO and alien beliefs. That's American Cosmic. Great book. I haven't read it all the way. I've I've been listening to it here and there. But she's great. I love her. I think she's great. But some of the things she said is interesting. Okay? So in the interview, you can watch the whole thing. I recommend you do. But I'm going to go over a certain segment that she went over. And she talks about how she wasn't a believer. Now, you know, let me know if any of this sounds familiar to any of the other people that are scientists that become UFO believers. All right. She wasn't a believer until she met with certain people, including Gary Nolan. And you know who Gary Nolan is, right? Mm, author. He, one of, well, he's a, he's a <laughs> yeah. scientist. Yeah. And he's one of these guys that uh, is claiming that he is finding rare, like isotopic stuff in materials, claiming that there's materials out there that, that have non uh, terrestrial. Yes. Mm -hmm. Non-terrestrial properties, but there's no evidence. Mind you, he's never shown it. He only talks about it. Um, So after hearing from him and after seeing some of the things he and others have shown her that she as well has not shown anybody else. Very similar to many of the other scientists who get captured. She also mentions being harassed via email and in person, right? So think about like template, template designs of how they go about people, capturing people, right? Paul Benowitz. She mentions that uh, everything she mentions is really similar to Paul Benowitz. She believes that she has to be careful what she says due to national security and that she says because she's a patriot, she wants to keep national security very similar to Paul Benowitz. Uh, there's a point in the interview where she talks about going to New Mexico, not Roswell, with Gary Nolan and a source of hers called Tyler that she won't say the name, but he's apparently a higher up guy in the military, blindfolded them 
and took them out there. Talk about going to a staging environment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's odd. Okay. So, uh, she says that they were both blindfolded, led to an area where supposed there was a crash retrieval. And she says that when she says crashed, she doesn't always mean crashed, but gifted. Now, mm-hmm. here's my question. If we were to take a cell phone and drop it in the 1900s, would they be able to build it? Not with the machinery it's required. No. The microprocessors, semiconductors. I mean, Taiwan is one of the only places in the world. Okay. So let's go back even further. We're talking about what? A hundred and something years. Mm -hmm. So let's go back even further. 200 years, 300 years, 500 years. Right. Because all they say is, oh, these beings are far more advanced, thousands of years. I mean, Greer talks about billions of years, far more advanced. Right. Okay. So let's say, let's take a thousand, a low estimate. The lowest estimate that most of these people claim is a thousand years more advanced. Okay. Mm -hmm. A thousand years more advanced technology. You're just going to drop it in the desert. And by happenstance, a bunch of government douchebags are able to get it and reverse engineer it. Only parts of the shitty parts. Come on. Like the exhaust pipe. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No way. See, the only way I could see reverse engineering is maybe if like uh, you took a cell phone and brought it back to like ancient Egypt and they had some higher tech that was natural. Maybe. To communicate or something, right? But even then, like you would have to, they would have to have technology in order to turn it on. Yes. No electricity. And then if the battery dies, they have to have technology to charge it. What's Mm -hmm. that going to be? Yeah. Now you're getting way off into, well, they had... They had natural energy, which I believe, mm-hmm. but to power a cell phone, come on. Yeah. And then even if you power it on, how are you going to use it? Yeah. They're not going to know it's you touch screen. You're not trained on no. it. Right? Yeah. And you're not going to know that by touching the screen and it moves that you're making it move. Mm-hmm. Dude. It's considered magic. On and on and on and on. <laughs> yep. And all I'm saying is the idea that some advanced aliens just dropped off technology in the middle of the desert Mm-hmm. Hoping that a bunch of humans were going to find it and be able to use it. I don't buy that for a minute. But either way, she that's what she says. She She's gifted, though. So, well, but that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like she claims that the crashes aren't crashes. They're giving them to us, but in the form of a crash. So is the crash a staged event then? Well. And then the aliens that are working underground. But why do that? Why do, why do that? That's because what? Because you're afraid the humans are going to catch on? I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, it's weird. Huh? It makes no sense. Yeah, it does, Why it wouldn't yeah. you give instructions unless, okay, so look, let's go with the God premise where, well, God is just riddles and mysteries and he wants you to figure it out yourself. Spend a lifetime pursuing this knowledge that is God mm-hmm. to never know until it's over. Mm-hmm. Well, then fuck you. <laughs> right? That's pretty if you rough. are an alien and yep. you're pulling the God maneuver yeah. of I'm a sky daddy, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to give you a birthday card every once in a while. Fuck you. Yep. <laughs> it's like bigger case G. Come on, man. Come on. You know, like it, it, anyways, either way, she mm-hmm. goes on to say that there's all this rubble all over. But get this. That that 
they find metals that both Gary and this Tyler person say that aren't from the planet that Gary claims he can prove in his labs. He hasn't, Hmm. but either way, she says that Tyler tells her this Tyler character that the rubble is from when the government dumped a bunch of tin cans (laughs) back in the fifties to mix up the metals, to make it harder for scientists to decipher the metals. What? So, so let me get this straight. You don't want scientists to experiment with metals in the ground. So instead of picking up the metals out of the ground, you bury them in tin cans to confuse them. (laughs) That's the, look, let me tell you a little something. My grandmother told me when I was a kid that even as a nine year old, I was like, that's bullshit. Okay. (laughs) Was I went to my grandmother, mind you, very religious family. Very. Okay. Grandfather was a preacher, whole deal. Okay. Go to my grandma and say, cause I was fascinated with dinosaurs mm-hmm. and I go, grandma, uh, in the Bible, when God was creating the earth and the universe and everything, uh, we have bones that show that dinosaurs were here. So why doesn't he ever mention making the dinosaurs? And you know what she said of all the things you could say, mm-hmm. here's what she said. And, he, and again, at the time, even, I was like, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. She said, well, God is all-knowing and all-powerful. Don't you think that if he wanted to, he could put dinosaur bones in the ground? And I was like, wait, why would he put dinosaur bones in the <laughs> ground to make me think yeah. they were dinosaurs yeah. when there weren't? <laughs> Immediately, as a nine-year-old, I was like, what? Yeah. So this is the same argument. Yeah. That, oh, well, the aliens put it in the ground, and mm-hmm. then the government didn't want you to have it, so they buried it. Well, and meteorites already have. Like, what the fuck? Materials in them anyways. That makes no space. sense whatsoever. So, anyways, mm-hmm. I mean, look, that is a very small section of the interview. I'll give you that. It goes on. I like her. Mm-hmm. I like her as an, art, uh, as an author. I would love to get her on the show. But I'm not buying this. So to me, that feels like a disinformation play. That feels like a setup to to capture a scientist. The whole blindfold thing to the me. The blindfold, the rubble and the metal mixed in with tin cans. It's just the whole thing <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah, it's and weird. so that's why I'm listening to this and I'm going. I feel like she's smarter than this. Why is she? And she even mentions like, you know, I, I was thinking that it, it, am I being fed disinformation? But like, she's not thinking about it from the outside of like how, how that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It one, it makes no sense that Gary Nolan can't produce the evidence mm-hmm. that he claims he can produce in his labs. And if I'm wrong and he's produced some evidence that I don't know of, please let me have it. Shower me with your evidence. I would love to see it. I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't like Gary Nolan, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be like everything he says is wrong. If he can show that what he's talking about is, is legit. It's because it's called unantanium bin. No, (laughs) it's a fake element. (laughs) There you go. Yes. As in, and I think that's running rampant. I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that. So I think this is another example of another scientist. And I think this is a coordinated effort to capture 
scientists right now, mm-hmm. I think is an absolute endeavor to happen. They are capturing people right and left for what reason? I don't know, but I, I do not believe that it's for disclosure. I do not believe that these people are being fed real evidence and uh, no evidence. They're not being given any evidence. They're being, they're, they're having smoke blown up. They're very open asses. <laughs> You know, and I look, I'm open minded, yeah. but if you're going to blindfold me to take me out to some spot, I'm calling bullshit right away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, why can't you show me the road? Yeah. Why can't you show me the road? Why not? Even in an escape room, they give and you the light. Nobody's asking this because they're so excited to just learn. Mm-hmm. That's their whole thing. I was just excited to be involved. Nope. Not good enough. I'd be afraid I'd end up in a bathtub with a bunch of ice around me. <laughs> I just don't get it. It makes zero sense. And then it goes back to the Kirkpatrick thing. It's like, well, why is he lying? But yet this government person that she won't even name isn't? Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute. They're both from the government. What makes them different? You think that Kirkpatrick has a reason to lie? For what? He's getting out. What reason does he have to lie? Like I said, he has all the more reason to get involved right now. Mm-hmm. He has the most reason to like switch and be like, oh, nope, I'm on your side. Give me the podcast tour. Give me the book tour. Give me the interview tour. Yeah, make some money. Dude, he's the bad guy right now. Why would he hold to that mm-hmm. if he was lying? And he's getting out. So what? So he, he doesn't even have the reason, oh, to save his job. Yeah, what's the point? Like, right? what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he's literally Grush, except he's saying the opposite of what Grush is saying. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. It's like, why are you believing one government stooge and not the other? Yeah. And why is she believing this one government stooge and not Kirkpatrick? And why is she believing Gary Nolan and not some of the other scientists that say, no, it's not true? It's a great confusion. Dude, for real. That's exactly what it is. Confusion. And where are we at? We're in a perpetual state of confusion. And I think it's going to stay that way for a very long time. And like uh, a great thing that I saw on Twitter, I don't even remember who said it, but like they said, disclosure is only going to be more of these UFO tainers coming out and they're going to have UFO tattooed on their cocks. (laughs) That's it. They're going to be in this club of, oh, we all tattooed on our dicks. (laughs) And and this it's not it's going to be a jerk off fest. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Just a big old <laughs> circle jerk. <laughs> That's it, man. I believe I see militia forming. Tinfoil. Militia. Stop militia. The tinfoil militia. I joined the militia, but why would you? What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. Oh, we want you to get involved in the tinfoil militia. That's what it's all about. We're trying to build a community. We got a Discord channel. We got a website, ufonopodcast.net, full of all kinds of reasons and ways that you can donate. You can come up with your own donation. If you're a Freemason and you want to throw some numbers at us, whatever, man. Uh, you know, you have a favorite number. Mine's 420. There's all kinds of different re- ways that you can do that. Uh, but that's what it's about. It puts you on the list for Admiral. $1,000 gets you there. You can build that road however you want. Our method is we are a 
uh, a value for value podcast, meaning that, look, we don't go the sponsors. We don't do the me twos or the me twos, me undies. <laughs> uh, we don't do the better help. We don't do the manscaped. I had manscaped reach out. What's okay. Me, what's me undies. Me undies is uh, these undies that got two pouches, one for your nuts and one for your bag uh, for your not nuts. Oh, I thought it was like <laughs> an only fans where they send no. you their underwear. <laughs> like, what is this? Oh, like dirty panties, dude. That's great. That's great. <laughs> there might have to be a new tier. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I love it. That's what I'm going to think of every time is, uh, is me undies as a, it's me undies. It's me undies. It smells like, like me. That's funny, dude. That makes sense. I like that. I like that. That's good. I never even thought of it that way. That's so good. Uh, so uh, we don't like doing that. We don't like going that route. It's, it's, uh, it's, well, for one, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Look, they're shutting down Google podcasts. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're gone, man. I got a notice saying, Hey, Google podcasts, we're done. So this whole idea of like these channels making, uh, you know, money off of your podcast and your work that is going bye-bye. So all these sponsors, uh, are not going to be doing this for long. And I saw the landscape. And so I was like, nah, we're not going to do it. We're going to appeal to you, to you people out there that love the show that like supporting us. Um, that's what we want. And so, uh, so value for value, time, talent, or treasure time is send us some links, send us your stories, uh, hit us up on the, uh, UFO Noah hotline, two zero eight four seven seven twelve eighty eight. 1288 uh, hit us up via email. I want to believe one one five at gmail.com. Uh, send us your stories, whatever stories you think that we should be talking about, mm-hmm. uh, podcast, uh, uh, topic ideas for shows. Um, we had our, our good friend, Matthew Morphe. It. They used to, uh, where are you, Matt? <laughs> you used to send us uh, good ideas, you know, for shows. And it was great. We did the whole Slenderman thing. Um, it was phenomenal. So anyway, so uh, any topic ideas, anything that's uh, commenting, coming, showing up in chat. That's all time. Mm-hmm. Talent is our good friend, Casey Armadillo, who not only supports the show monetarily, financially with his treasure, but he also does it with merch. He does a great job. He's super good at it. He's opened his own little shop up, uh, Liz's creations from his wife. Um, and so their link is in the show notes. You can buy some stuff, put in a request for like, uh, some, some personalized merch. He's great. Uh, but then you can go to our own store. We got a little Teespring uh, store that you can go to that you can shop for merch as well. Um, but there's all kinds of ways to get involved. Of course, the easiest is treasure. Mm-hmm. You know, we make you laugh. We make you think. Uh, whatever it is this podcast means to you, put that into a number and throw it back our way. And speaking of treasure, we have a donation Ooh. from our good friend, Torsten Grotique, still with us. And now we've got a little bit more information. Hmm. I've been asking, who is this person, mm-hmm. man, woman, who is it? So Torsten Grotique, 18 bucks. Thank you so much. He says, he says, mm-hmm. here's his note. Hey, yeah, it's a male name. Torsten, mm-hmm. as in, as in Thor, like the oh, god. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Sten, as in the old Germanic term for stone. Hmm. And then he said, because uh, I had reached out to him, he said he was sorry for not reaching out. Shit is hitting the fan in Europe, he says. Oh, I don't doubt it, yeah. And I'm so on edge at all the time that I can't find the inner peace to reply. And I hope you guys over there are prepared for what is coming. Mm-hmm. What is coming, you may ask, he says. I think the best answer would be all of it. Yeah. And I'm very curious. Torsten, Thor. Dude, you're Thor. 
What does that mean? What is all of it? I need some more. I need some more, man. Feed me. Feed me. Please give me some more. I, I'm very curious what you mean by all of it. He's but I'm Germany. sure he's in Germany. A lot of shit going on over there in the mm-hmm. in, in Europe, man. A lot of weird shit. I mean, this, uh, you know, the the digital currency stuff. Can't spend more than $1,000 of your own money. A lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff. Very, very crazy. You know, despite all the problems that we have in the U.S. We're pretty lucky, dude. We are pretty lucky. And so uh, so I, I feel for for anybody that's not in the U.S., although I feel for people in the U.S. as well. Mm-hmm. I feel for all of us as <laughs> <Yes>. humans. <laughs> as humans. Yes. Again, look, man. We don't need aliens. No. We all got our own problems, man. We got our own problems. And that's why we got to come together as a human race. All people, man. We got to get together. And, and that's more what powerful they want us to be. That's right. And that's what we want to do with our show is we want to build that community of like-minded people, skeptics, believers, all throughout the spectrum. Join us. <laughs> the tinfoil militia. Become a conspiracy therapist. <laughs> Become a full-time official tinfoilist. Buy some merch. Get involved in the tinfoil militia. But of course, as usual, stay elevated. Keep your eyes to the skies and watch out for the government. They're shoisty bastards. Peace out, y'all. Bye-bye-bye. Coming back at you next Sunday, 6.30. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.